Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not any fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> AR-15s are different. Do we really need to have assault weapons? Do we really need to have people being able to go buy an AR-15 when they're not able to even buy a pistol because they're not, they won't pass the background check? Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. We certainly do not understand why it should be harder to make plans with friends on weekends than it is to buy an automatic or semi-automatic weapon. You do not need a permit to carry a concealed rifle or shotgun. Justice Scalia wrote, the Second Amendment is not unlimited. You can be a supporter of the Second Amendment and also say, maybe we shouldn't have high magazine clips, for example. You are fake news. Very fake news. I agree. With that. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, tremendous show. Frankly, the very best you can ask anyone about that. People often do, I am told. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host Blonde. Welcome. Hello. I don't like this policy that I can't laugh through the intro. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not just me you piss off. You piss off the (laughs) audience, too. We get angry emails that you don't read about it. Oh, really? (laughs) No, I'm just... I wouldn't know. I don't look at... That's your job. That's your job. You you should know the answer to that question. I suppose. suppose. Yeah. Um, Hey, you want to do another hour of memo talk? We could do that. uh, No. (laughs) The Democratic memo is out there somewhere. As far... I, I skimmed it. As far as I can tell, it's... No you, no you, no you, no you. A big nothing, and you're like, well, we got to hear both sides of it. I really want to wait until the Democratic memo comes out, and then it comes out, and he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, it's a big nothing. It reminds me of... uh, It reminds you of Other stories. Um, (laughs) Anyway, we had had hoped to uh, to have Freedom Tunes this week, Um, but uh, we had to postpone. He has been in touch with me. Freedom, Freedom Tunes has committed to coming on, but it's going to be, I think, a week after next. So we're going to have to wait a little bit. He's a busy man with lots of cartoons to create. So uh, it's just the two of us tonight. Uh, in, in lieu of um, invigorating memo talk, we will instead discuss all things Parkland, because this is the story that's just got a million layers to it, all of which are fascinating, troubling, annoying. Uh, there's not a lot of boredom in sight on the Parkland story. And I got plenty to say about um not only the president's meetings this week but we had cnn's town hall i did a video on one specific segment of that there's so much more in that town hall that i want to talk about and then all of these ongoing events with the broward county sheriff uh allegations well so he admits to there being the the schools the school's deputy Mm. on on campus doing nothing right during the shooting for four minutes yeah and then CNN is reporting that they're, that the Coral Springs Police Department was, was pissed off when they got to the scene and there were three additional Broward County Sheriff's deputies outside, also alleged to be basically doing nothing. Yep. Although the sheriff says that's still a matter of investigation at this point. Hmm. So, and all the while, Sheriff Guy is on the town hall 
deflecting to everyone, pandering, basically all but saying vote Democrat, advocating for gun control, blaming the NRA, admitting to none of the shortcomings that he admittedly knew of per Jake Tapper's uh, interview on, on CNN this morning, which was actually quite good. Yeah, Half the most interview. I've ever liked Jake Tapper. Did you see how he tried to weasel his way out of that, though? He was like, well, uh, I, I knew about it, but uh, did I know about it? And when did I find out? It was it was not. It's great. a bad look for uh, for Scott Israel, the uh, Broward County Sheriff. So we'll we'll get into the full timeline of events there. Despite all this law enforcement failure, you got David Hogg, the student activist, one of this trio or more of these student activists, which are these these kids are really good at testing the patient's capabilities uh, of everybody. So he's out there not being critical of law enforcement response. No, he's out there pushing these bizarre boycotts. I use air quotes, NRA boycotts, because they're not real boycotts. They're not even, it doesn't affect the NRA in any way. It's just him basically bullying people's associations as as far as I can tell. Yeah. To what extent are we going to continue to deliver on people that have been in traumatic experiences? Like how long, what's the time limit on this? And that's the thing is once you enter the political arena, I'm sorry, your ideas are subject to scrutiny. I'm sorry for what you've gone through, but you are inserting ideas into the public debate here. You can't put up your experience as a shield. And that's yeah. Well, the left is just trotting out all these kids and they're like, you can't say anything about these traumatized kids. You can't say anything. But like, if they're being total shitheads, can we talk about it then? And then Philly D's video, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit if you criticize these children. I was like, well, well come on. I mean, is that a direct quote? Or are you? Yeah, he's like, liberties? unsubscribe to me if you want to criticize these traumatized children because you're a garbage human being. I was like, all right, unsubscribe. D- <laughs> depends. <laughs> depends what he means. Does he mean attack them personally or does he mean attack their ideas? I- yeah, I think he meant like just dis- discuss how uh, maybe they're using the attention, you know, the, maybe they're attention seeking. He was talking about things like that. I mean, clearly well, they have no problem questioning the motives of others. They, right. They're the ones who have set that standard. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, and, we've gone beyond the point where I'm going to reserve criticism for these people because they've been victims of this event. They haven't mm-hmm. really been victims of this event. They're still alive, traumatized by it. Sure. We'll, we'll get into it with, uh, with David Hogg, um, and his boycott calls a bunch of other media figures predictably make gun control calls while demonstrate. You heard some of the intro there, just demonstrating. They don't really understand <laughs> anything, uh, that they're talking about. So that's, that's always fun. Um, all that plus, uh, Justin Trudeau somehow embarrasses himself further <laughs> on a trip to India. A Muslim advocacy group in Chicago buys some hijab billboards with a number to call to learn about Islam. Spoiler alert, I'm going to go ahead and call the number later in the show after we watch the news piece because I want to learn about Islam. And I've learned some interesting things about this Islamic advocacy group that I'd like to ask them about. Yeah, yeah. So they gave out the number and said, please call us. We'll indulge. Sure did. And uh, in Seattle craziness, in your neck of the woods, a woman, a, not just a woman, a New York Times bestselling author mistakes a Norwegian flag for a Confederate one and reports it to the Seattle Times uh, with, Ugh. you know, she, this stuff's just funny at this point. It's the same as seeing the, the Klansman hood in the Ohio, in the Ohio, uh, that Ohio College yeah. uh, laboratory window. And I live just, amongst it's a these microscope. people. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's when you're when you're deranged enough to see white supremacism everywhere. You see it in Norwegian flags during the Olympics. 
And uh, of course, we will take super chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because of course we are no good low down money grabbers. We regret the policy. Got to keep the Sunday show moving along though. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing uh, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting the show on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Remember, if you'd like to uh, take our audio on the go and find some extra material you won't find on YouTube, catch us on the audio platforms. Those are Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us. My goodness, the, uh, the standard for listener art keeps getting upped. Uh, in both quantity and quality, because yeah. I feel like maybe we got to shave some of this down, but there's a lot of good stuff. So I know, I kinda go I know. and people spend so much time on it, too. Yeah. And I want to encourage people to send us art because it really makes my day like this first one we're going to talk about. All right. You want to introduce this one? Then I got it up. It's by uh, who crypto did this? Oh, it's crypto conservative. Right? Yeah, um, I, I like this. Any artwork that you guys send that's disparaging to Matt is going to be. A lot of them are. I know, I know. <laughs> you're easy to make fun. of. It says the virgin Matt and he looks so sad. He's got your stupid hat on, your stupid gray hoodie. Can't grow a proper beard, wears a dumb hat, stupid hoodie. Oh, geez. Struggles with his crush on Ben Shapiro. True. True. Probably doesn't wear pants most days. That's me. Of the two of us, I think Matt probably wears Yeah, the only ones I rebut, I think my beard is fine. It's not the greatest. It's fine. And I do, in fact, wear pants. So... Okay, okay. Lives on a mountain or something. That's that's pretty close. All right. And then the Chad blonde. I like that I have a giant throbbing penis. That's that's a great, <laughs> great touch. I'm wearing my black pigeon shirt. Uh, is blonde, yes. Hair artfully kept in a braid. Oh, I should have kept it in. Shirt that supports other creator. Yep, yep, yep. Strong from years of living in liberal shitholes. That's truth. Is confident in her style and hates Ben Shapiro with the rage of a thousand suns. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. The Chad blonde. I really like this. Uh, thanks, thanks Crypto. Uh, we got some art from Rich. Uh, I had a reference to some skateboarding on the call-in show, so this was me doing a, <laughs> something like a Switch heel flip with a Nintendo Switch skateboard of some kind. Do you regret but, making that face? It's- yeah, I mean, I kind of knew that was going to happen. For people who don't remember, that was me demonstrating the Soylent grin for Blonde because she yeah. didn't know what it was. And it was on the call-in show. Like, the video is not even on YouTube anymore. But yeah. uh, but this is from Rich, who has also been crushing it with these alternate reality portrayals lately. So this one is... Um, <laughs> What did he call it? Burka and the beard, I think. <laughs> yeah. Which again, you know, like the like the 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 pussy hat version of me. It's a quality beard upgrade. I gotta say, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a nice beard representation. Uh, you notice there's goat frames behind me. <laughs> Picture of a goat frame. I have just been loving these. He also made the one last week where we were really fat, right? Yeah, yeah. He made that one. He made the the one where I was a feminist and you were. Are we you were shaking like, a shoe at me? Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm going to throw a shoe at you. <laughs> so these are good. We appreciate it, Rich. Uh, some artwork from Socially Accepted that I feel like is a reference to something I don't know. I can't remember. But it's a cool look. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, thank you, Socially Accepted. Thought Island from Gary. <laughs> we referenced this earlier. Uh, no fatties on Thought Island and also no uh, no pointy faces. He's right. No fatties, no pointy faces on Thought <laughs> Island. Thank you, Gary. Uh, Commissar Bear. Is it bar or bear? Uh, I think it's bar. Bar. My mistake. Uh, is this a reference to something or is this just you observing me as a sexy lumberjack? Bar pornographic beard talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good because uh, your appreciation of beards and axes was well represented by the sequence here from Jin. Um, you, can never get in, you can never go wrong with a beard and axe, you say, and I ask you if you're sure about that. Uh, wait a minute. And this is apparently an Islamic lumberjack of some kind. 
Uh, and then we get the diversity representative lumberjack, and you hate me. Ugh. It's so true, though. Don't ruin beards and chopping wood. Anything can be. Yeah, I mean, they can ruin it. Social justice will ruin everything, including that. No. <laughs> Already ruined the man bun. And uh, got some cool artwork from Danny, who uh, is a graphic designer. I might be in touch with Danny because I like his clean looks here. And I got to it's about time for a graphic refresh on my channel. Um, but he he wants to submit these to the T-shirt shop. So I'm, I'm in talks with him to do that. So if you want some alternative T-shirts or mugs, we got the great, terrific, tremendous, frankly, the best graphic. We got the G's graphic, maybe more to come. And hey, speaking of T-shirts, both Peter and Stan received theirs uh so if you're interested in getting a t-shirt from the podcast again it's just pay the t-shirt company we're not making money off this if people want to look great and have people ask why you're wearing a shirt with nazis and bigfoot and trucks on it uh you can pick that up it's linked in the description for you and and maybe more artwork to come in the uh in the old shirt shop and um and hey speaking of artwork I really wanted to discuss briefly the this guy, Matt Verker at Politico. We actually have the same alma mater. We went to the same college, Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. I learned that from looking into him. But he makes these garbage political cartoons for, for Politico. And this week it was his <laughs> mocking people who say, how dare you call the NRA gun nuts? We're so much more than that. And it's actually the National Rifle Xenophobic Conspiracy Whack Job Red Baiting Fear Mongering Gun Nut Association is what the NRA stands for in long form. Not only is that lazy and does it help to get Trump elected, this is exactly this kind of stuff that gets Trump, to, Trump elected, but yeah. Mr. Smarty Pants, Mr. Non-Ignoramus, why are there two A's? Why is it the National Rifle Association Association? Oh, yeah. That didn't occur to me. Slip my notice. Well done, Skag. I, well, actually, tweeters cued me into that, <laughs> clued me into that. So I can't take full credit for that. But thanks for people, thanks to, uh, to people on Twitter who notified me of that. Um, before we get into the, the, the gun control stuff and the Parkland reaction this week, just a couple things that I wanted to talk about in terms of people always trying to get us, trying to... Oh, there was one more piece of art. Actually, I forgot. Was there? Um, this is... Yeah, this is actually the CNN. CNN uh, presented some of my video work this week, but I think they edited me a little bit unfairly, as CNN is wont to do, you know? This was CNN's presentation of, of my video work. I want to murder kids. Always. I, I didn't think that was very fair, the way they edited that. <laughs> you do. I've heard you say that. I, I know. That was, from, uh, that was from Jim Jam. Thank you, Jim Jam. <laughs> Uh, but before we, uh, before we get into Parkland, um, we're, we're always dealing behind the scenes, people trying to like, you know, file copyright claims, get us on this, get us on that, trying to take videos down a couple of examples. We've, (laughs) I've now lost the battle to Joe Scarborough for playing his crappy women's march song. Recall Joe Scarborough's women's march song. right here we have this president celebrating his one-year anniversary let's give him an f are we gonna get dinged for this nope i made sure this time (laughs) oh joe you're so great 
So we played a brief portion of this show of this clip a few weeks ago to criticize it in the same way we're going to do right now. And I have been back and forth appealing a copyright strike from or a pending copyright strike from low energy pundit records, Joe Scarborough. And we finally had to concede because my option now is to take it to court or give Joe Scarborough all the money from the advertising that the stream gener- that the podcast generates Which for that was, episode. Which was, what, like a two and a half hour long podcast? We yes. must have talked about this whole thing for like three minutes tops. We played like a 30 second clip. Yes. It's what a yeah. pile of shit. 52 minutes through 5235, low energy pundit record says, give us all the advertising revenue that generates. It's obviously fair use. It's clearly fair use. We played a, a small portion of it for the purpose of criticism like we're doing right now, Joe. Much like you do on Morning Joe each and every day, there are clips that you don't own in your stupid montage. You didn't take all those photos. You didn't take all those video, the, yeah. all that video. You do the same thing, Joe Scarborough, but he's got the big money lawyers over at Low Energy Pundit Records. So I've just had to concede and say, look, I, all right, you can have the, the measly advertising revenue that episode of the podcast generates. That's bullshit. You jerk. Though. Ah, <laughs> I don't want Joe Scarborough to have any of, I don't want him to have one cent of my money. I had the option to like, silence or cut out that portion of the podcast using YouTube's editing tools, they don't work. I tried to do it and it's like an error occurred. You can't do it. It's it's like protecting Joe's point is you win this battle, (laughs) Joe. Congratulations. I also wanted to highlight, um, you'll recall Bedlam Coffee uh, in your neck of the woods, that Seattle coffee shop with the gay owner who kicked out those Christians. Yeah, just a brief clip of that guy. So are, are you denying a service? I am, yeah. So why why aren't we allowed to stay? Because this is offensive to me. I own the place. Can you right. tolerate my presence? We are. Right, right. we're actually uh, in really? the coffee shop. Really? Well, if I go get my boyfriend right now and fuck him in the ass right here, you're going to tolerate that? <laughs> that would be your choice. Are you going to tolerate it? It's oh, your place. Answer my fucking question. No, you're going to sit right here and fucking watch it. Okay. What a now, psycho. I get, I get an email a couple weeks because this guy has filed a privacy claim on my video discussing that saying that I'm releasing his private information and YouTube says you have 48 hours to to take action on this video censor blur it out or else we're going to review it now this guy appeared on Seattle radio yeah. as himself under his full name yeah. discussing that very clip he is not he has inserted himself into a national news story by choice I'm not revealing any private information of his by talking about it. He just doesn't like that I talked about it apparently months after the fact. So I said, meh, don't care. You can review it, YouTube. If you want to say that this violates privacy concerns, go ahead. I want you to take the video down because this is going to be a big deal and a Streisand effect type thing. But to date, they haven't. To date, they have not. The video is still up unaltered. Well, if you need me to run into Bedlam Coffee... I will. And you clipped out the best part of that whole thing, which is when he says, what if I fucked Christ in the ass? Yeah. (laughs) That guy goes, he melts down. If you haven't watched that, I encourage everybody to watch it. So why am I, perhaps I've bored people with this behind the scenes stuff. Maybe, maybe not. What I'm trying to emphasize is we run a show that is comments on the news is often critical of things. And there are tons of forces at play, people who are trying to stop us from doing that for impure, illegitimate reasons. And this is what makes our patrons, our super chatters, people who just listen to the show and support it and tell a friend about it. You guys are the ones who are helping us fight this garbage behind the scenes of 
People who are in the same business as us, like Joe Scarborough, doing the same thing, trying to rip us off of our, our meager income. Well, they have because fragile egos. Both they made fun of my song. Yeah, your song sucked. That's why I made fun of it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to spend a long time on Parkland. So that, again, thank you to people supporting the show. You guys are crushing it for us, helping us fight people like this who are ridiculous. Uh... So Parkland is going to be long. We can kind of go chunk by chunk and break it up, or should we take uh, a break now? Let's take a wee break now, and sure. then we can do the whole shebang. Uh, we just have a few super chats. JV Dude, 9061, you guys are lucky I'm benefiting from that sweet, sweet Trump tax cut and can afford this $10 super chat. Thank you so nice. much. Nice, thank you. Uh, Benjamin Kelleller, Kelleyer? I'm sorry if I'm screwing that up. No note. Um, Harv Prentice, it's funny you're garbage for attacking those kids, but CNN can label that one kid a horrible liar. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Uh, oh, the the kid who, yeah, the kid um, who for had, saying that they wouldn't let him ask his question. Yeah, they straight right. up said that he doctored the he and his father doctored the emails, the email correspondence. Oh, geez. CNN. Yeah, um, I didn't know the accusations went that far. Yeah, CNN put out a statement about it. Hmm. Uh, Drinkly Bear said, I'm not surprised by the United Airlines participation in the NRA boycotts. The threats to beat members and drag them off their planes may be a bit too much. Hmm. Uh, 2A says, uh, regarding CNN Town Hall, shall not be infringed because the people need the means to defend themselves from the state. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, the C. Garbro, Garbros? I don't know. Uh, the cop standing, oops, sorry, I got to skip this one. Redicus said, which one of you have a 30 caliber clip ghost gun also with politically active kids that almost sound like sociopaths with their ill-informed NRA members are child killers statements. Yep. Josh Han of Joss and Jess, uh, cops refuse to protect those kids and now they want me to surrender my ability to protect my kid. Get fucked. I will go yeah, to exactly. war before I submit to one more bullshit gun law after seeing yeah. this. We'll talk about this. It's infuriating. Um, and then last one for right now is legends of words. Fuck Joe Scarborough and are from Alexander from Patreon. Thank you, Alexander. We well, thank it. you. And thanks for supporting the show. Um, yeah, and uh, yes, I agree. Although I would, I would love to talk to Joe. Maybe we could reach a compromise, but I doubt it. Yeah, really. The ultimate irony would be to have Joe criticize me on his show using a clip from this show. Then I'd know I've really made it. That's some meta shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Using the copyright clip. Yeah. Using the, co yeah, exactly. <laughs> using the copyrighted clip. Okay. A lot of things to get through from from Parkland. I did want to talk about the the president's meetings this week. I think um, obviously I don't agree with everything that was said in the meetings. We'll get into that a little bit. But I think this is a good move politically and morally for the president to get people together and just talk about talk about what happened. So he had two meetings this week. He had a listening session with victims of mass shootings, not just Parkland, but a lot of different ones going there was a sandy hook mom there there were people yeah. from all sorts of school shootings just talking about what they'd like to see from the president the, the perspectives actually did vary when i listened to it it wasn't all just people um going off about gun control and then he had uh state and local representatives in the white house to talk about uh how to secure schools and um and this is where trump spoke spoke more about his ideas for how to improve um, the situation actually, hold on. There was one thing I wanted to bring up on screen here before I hop into it. Cause, uh, did they actually one... call it a listening session? Yeah. It's, it's oh, kind of, that's a, pretty gay. They probably kind of should a... have chosen some, a different term there. It's kind of a cringy name. I agree. But this was, uh, this was the clip that's making the rounds from the, um, from the listening session. Um, and this was Wednesday. I don't understand. I turned 18 the day after. 
Woke up to the news that my best friend was gone, and I don't understand why I could still go in a store and buy a weapon of war, an AR. I was reading today that a person 20 years old walked into a store and bought an AR-15 in five minutes with an expired ID. How is it that easy to buy this type of weapon? How do we not stop mm. this? After Columbine, after Sandy Hook, I'm sitting with a mother that lost her son. It's still happening. So obviously heart goes out to both of them. Um, okay, call me cynical, but I just didn't find that very convincing like you are you accusing him of faking his his no emotion? i mean it was an emotional plea that didn't move me and yes i do generally lack the average amount of empathy that a normal person feels I mean, this however kid, i just were you just buying that 100 I, I don't i don't know this kid i mean if i'm believing his testimony his best friend died I, I can believe yeah. that you'd be quite sad. Is the story sad true about somebody with an expired? Did he say expired? No. So fake? that's that's the problem. Is this is this is fake news circulated by Chris Cuomo? It's actually uh. a two-year-old story. If you click the link in the notes, you can see this image of this kid, this young twenty-year-old, with an AR-15 um, at a at a, a gun shop, and he says, "Man, I walked in there in five minutes with an expired ID." It's not that he was able to purchase an AR-15. It's huh. that he was able to start the process. He, he <laughs> I told him, uh, so after, after he walked me through the paperwork, all five pages of it, I told him that I changed my mind and wanted to think more before I bought an AR-15. He told me it wasn't a problem and listed the store hours if I wanted to come back. He then said, thank you, and I walked to my car. He never went through the background check. He never submitted any type of identification. If he, so fake news is what you're telling me. It's not true. And if, if an exchange did happen in the way that that kid described, it would be an illegal exchange. Yeah. So it's, mm. this is, this is the sort of the predicament we end up with in a lot of this Parkland stuff is you have people who have suffered general tragedies being fed poor information by media, and then they, they regurgitate it and people are made to feel bad about questioning its its accuracy or legitimacy because it's coming from somebody who has experienced general trauma and is well if you believe i'll, I'll encourage you to believe that he is generally sad <laughs> about yeah. what's happened to him i don't know i mean i feel like i can tell when an emotional plea is authentic and irrespective of the situation he experienced himself i just did not buy that as a believable display of emotion it seemed kind of over the top he didn't seem totally convinced himself not nothing bad happened to him i'm not saying that and then he delivered a, a piece of completely fake news without batting an eye so do i have to listen to everything he said because he experienced trauma fuck that no and that that's the principle that's at play here is just because you experience something bad does not mean that i have to take your claims of fact or your reasoning as legitimate right or that you're some kind of policy expert right so speaking of to some degree, policy experts. That's when uh, tr that, on Thursday, Trump hosts various state and local uh, officials to discuss what we can do to make schools more secure. And this is when we get more of Trump's insight into what he actually wants to see. So Trump's plans include better background check processes, banning bump stocks, raising the rifle purchase age to 18, or at least 18 to buy an AR-15. I don't like this. And better mental health resources. So, uh, and he also speaks with Pam Bondi, who's the Florida attorney general. And she discusses a proposal in Florida to allow police to, uh, seize the weapons of someone who is involuntarily committed. 
uh, for mental health reasons, mm -hmm. at which point the police will have 72 hours to go to a court if they want to hold that, uh, that person's weapons longer. The way that she's describing this proposal on a surface level, I'm mostly fine with, because at least we're installing a due process element. We're having a, a court decide through evidence whether this person should have his weapons seized or not, if he's a threat to himself or others. So on the service level, I don't necessarily have much of a problem with that. But then Trump starts talking about movies and video games. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Here's what the president had to say Thursday. I will tell you background checks. I've called many senators last night, many congressmen. They're into doing background checks that they wouldn't be thinking about. We're going to do strong background checks. We're going to work on getting the age up to 21 instead of 18. We're getting rid of the bump stocks. And we're going to be focusing very strongly on mental health, because here's a case of mental health. We are going to bring in something called the Gun Violence Restraining Order. So if someone is civilly committed, for tw and you, typically you can hold them for up to 72 hours, but people are getting out within 24 hours, the majority of them. So what we want to do is let law enforcement come in and take the guns. Good. They are a danger to themselves Which you can't or do others. right now. They are going to be able to take the guns when they're taken into custody or into the hospital. And then when they're released, within 24 hours or 72 hours later, typically it's 24 hours, but law enforcement will have 72 hours to determine whether they should give those guns back or they can go to a judge mm. and say, Your Honor, please keep these guns. We feel this person is still a danger to himself or others. Well, you mentioned the internet. We have to look at the internet because a lot of bad things are Here's happening where he to talking young about kids entertainment. and young minds. Maybe what they're seeing and how they're seeing it. And also video games. I'm hearing more and more people say the level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. And then you go the further step, and that's the movies. You see these movies, they're so violent. And yet, a kid is able to see the movie if sex isn't involved, but killing is involved. And maybe they have to put a rating system for that. And you, you know, you get into a whole very complicated, very big deal. We have to harden our schools. Not <laughs> okay, this is, the, this is the last part of Trump's ideas here that's getting a lot of pushback this week, which is the idea of arming teachers. And he kind of explains that in a little more detail here. Soften them up. A gun-free zone to a killer or somebody that wants to be a killer, that's like going in for the ice cream. That's like, here I am, take me. One of the fake news networks I was saying, I want teachers to have guns. I don't want teachers to have guns. I want certain highly adept people, people that understand like that weaponry, guns. But if they have the aptitude, yeah. I think a concealed permit for having teachers and letting people know that there are people in the building with gun. You won't have, in my opinion, you won't have these shootings because these people are cowards. They're not going to walk into a school if 20% of the teachers have guns. It may be 10% or maybe 40%. All right. I will say he doesn't really know what he's talking about in a few things, but this is kind of something that has characterized his presidency is that we are able to get a window into the policy making. Like hmm. when he's still turning over ideas, he's not super sure what he's talking about. And I appreciate that to some degree, but I also don't want to see the sausage getting made. It makes me think he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> uh, that being said, I did agree with him on a lot of the mental health issues of the la the top like 11 school shootings in terms of fatalities. Most of those would have been prevented if the mental health checks had uh, prevented them from buying a gun. I'm not, Maybe. I mean, I, I'm not thrilled about the bump stock thing, both because I, like I think it's either. it's yeah. it's just it's sort of a meaningless concession um, yeah. that's not going to stop anything. It's not going to do anything. And I guarantee you, if this happens, 
if you get the bump stock banned, there's going to be the next shooter yep. who's probably not going to use a bump stock. It's We're going to have the same else. level yeah. of carnage, and it's going to be the next thing that we have to check off, that right. we have to get rid of. Not yeah. thrilled about that. I don't like the precedent. Um, although, if, if it happens, I'm not, I'm not going to throw a fit over it either, but it, it's, it's sort of a principle yeah, I mean, precedent nobody thing. cares about bump stocks specifically, but I just don't like the direction this is going. It's a real slippery slope issue. Um, raising the rifle purchase age, I'm, I've been listening to Shapiro talk about this all week, too. I, I just want... I'm I'm on board with decide what age adulthood is and that's the age for stuff. Right. You're an adult at age X. If it's 18, it's 18. If it's 21, it's 21. But it's we can't yeah. get into the situation where it's you can enlist in the military and go fight in an overseas war, Using but you can't buy guns. a beer and you can't buy a rifle. There what might be a military back. exemption, who knows, but the point is either you're an adult who is afforded all of his or her rights or you're not. And we we shouldn't like CNN wants 16 to vote. No, that's insane. 16 to vote 21 to own a rifle. How does that make any sense? No. Um, and if you raise all of the ages of consent to 21, then you're going to have an issue about sex. What do you do about sex? That that's an angle. I didn't even think about, um, you spoke about mental health a little bit. Uh, I, uh, his, his discussion of arming teachers, I don't think is, uh, a terrible idea. What he's talking about is teachers who are already firearm proficient, who right. maybe are already licensed to concealed carry, being not only allowed to concealed carry, but possibly incentivized through payment or otherwise. As long as teachers are volunteering to do this, I don't really have a problem with it. I, I hesitate to force them to take on training that they might not want to do or anything like that. Yeah, but what percentage of teachers do you think already have firearms training? I like some might coaches and taught a variety of subjects and also coach football and whatever. I guarantee all those people were caring. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm open to hearing some ideas on that one. Uh, you're, he's flat out wrong about video game ratings. Those have ratings. <laughs> movies yeah. and video games have ratings. I am not of the persuasion that video games and movies and the internet are causing people to do these shootings. Yeah, I wouldn't say that there's a causal relationship. I did mention this in my video because there's something to be said about how internet culture has changed society and people that have really dark obsessions like all of these mass shooters were obsessed with like, watching videos of people, you know, getting beheaded and, and looking at pictures of dead and de decapitated bodies, things like that. There's something to be said about the accessibility of images and videos like this and the effect that that has on society. It, it's possible that, that there's something there, but you know, as we talked about previously too, I just don't see how you control it. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to control content yeah. on the internet. You're yeah. going to try it's... to ban things on the internet. Good luck. The internet always I mean, wins. Yeah. Don't try to stop the internet. You will never win. That's true. But that doesn't mean that there's, you know, that no effect is had here yeah just i just think it's it. especially for youth i'm not saying that everything on the internet is appropriate for youth viewing especially but this again comes down to the importance of parental oversight being a good quality parent knowing what sort of media your child is consuming uh yeah and he didn't mention over diagnosis of mental health conditions um, and mental health illnesses which i think is huge uh, i just did a video about this almost all of these school shooters have been diagnosed at a young young age of, with adhd a variety of other things they may or may not have had, and they were all treated with psychotropic drugs, like all mm. of them. So, I mean, I wish he would have said something about that, but I'm glad that he at least addressed mental health. Yeah. Uh, and it's clear to me that the president is being pretty compromising on a lot of this stuff, um, probably more compromising than I might like even. Um, so, you know, I wish the, the critics would give him more credit the gun control crowd would give him more credit than um, they appear to be doing. Although most of their scrutiny is directed at the NRA currently um, than it is the president as far Which as Which is crazy tell. to me. It's like, why? 
Yeah. So we'll get into that in a little bit. I, in the interest of time, I want to move on to the the CNN. A few items left over from the CNN town hall, which was just an atrocious event. I mean, this thing was just watch. seven thousand people there, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I did a video on the exchange between Cameron Caskey and Marco Rubio, which I thought was incredibly dishonest and unfair on the part of Cameron Caskey. Oh, I know. Um, it's just like these kids are just making me hate them. Like, I don't know what to do about it. I'm like, I'm sorry you went through the, this horrible thing, but you're still a piece of shit kid. <laughs> they are being they are using their position and their experience to bully others, yeah. not to engage in a dialogue, not to say, hey, listen, this is what I experienced. And I would like to ensure that no kids experience this again. They're they're bullying and shaming other people people who are uninvolved mm -hmm. i mean shame marco rubio if you want he is your senator if you feel like he has some sort of direct responsibility to some extent politicians oh, it was so rude oh it my was gosh. it was incredibly like, disrespectful and accusatory is the most sympathetic person on earth and and turned into just being detestable like i don't know yeah. how you can do that in 30 seconds but that little kid managed to do it he, he compared marco rubio to the shooter himself nicholas cruz yeah. he said i wish i got to speak with the nra lady so i could tell her she's a bad mom how does wow. she how does she mirror, look at herself in the mirror. which we'll hear emma gonzalez say as well there's just a few themes left over from the town hall i want to discuss so this this exchange here uh, marco rubio is explaining the difficulties of the assault weapons ban from the 90s which is basically to say look you're just banning attachments all people have to do is just modify attachments on their weapon and suddenly it's legal so there are easy ways around your stupid assault weapons ban the only way around it or the only way to enforce it fully is if you really want to just ban all semi-automatic rifles, which he thinks is a way to explain to them that there isn't a lot of intellectual consistency to what they're saying. In reality, they oh. all cheer. And then, and then Ted, Ted Deutsch, whatever his name is, the congressman, has an exchange with Marco on this too. It's so hard to watch. The issue that you've raised about the background checks relate directly to what you said about the, about the assault weapons ban. It's not the loopholes. It's the problem that once you start looking at how easy it is to get around it, you would literally have to ban every semi-automatic rifle that's sold in America. And they all just cheer. <laughs> Idiots. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That, that is a valid position to hold. But my colleagues do not support banning every semi-automatic rifle sold in America. I believe, I believe that the idea that a gunman like this could m march down the halls of Stoneman Douglas High School and fire off 150 rounds in six or seven minutes, that gun should be banned. And then they all cheer again. That wasn't you, an argument. He just described the events and then said that the gun he used should be banned. He didn't even right. pose an argument. So th think about the math here. The, the fact that he could walk around and fire 150 rounds in six or seven minutes. Do the math. That's a round about one round about every three seconds. That's, that's not a fast fire rate. If that's your standard for weapons that should be banned, that's basically everything. Uh, yeah. And this is moot because there were people that were supposed to be protecting the school, but we'll get to that later. Yes, uh, which and we'll hear from Steve Israel in the end, because that's the takeaway from the CNN town hall is nobody's really scrutinizing law enforcement. And indeed, the law enforcement officer who's president uh, present takes the opportunity to pander and virtue signal and blame everybody else when he knew exactly how badly his department screwed up. He knew he knew and he said nothing. Here's Emma Gonzalez. Oh, God, your favorite buzz cut. Nope, girl. she's the worst <laughs> of all the kids. She's the worst. Uh, Emma Gonzalez 
is talking to Dana Lash, the NRA spokeswoman who showed up at this event. And much like Marco Rubio was incredibly courteous because Emma Gonzalez is going to call Dana Lash a bad mom and Dana Lash is going to respond in good faith, which I applaud her for doing. My goodness, how difficult that must be with you know thousands of people watching you live uh, in, the, in the arena and on TV. Dana Loesch. I want you to know that we will support your two children in the way that we will not. Uh, you will not. Do you believe that it should be harder to obtain the semi-automatic and modif- uh, weapons and the uh, modifications for these weapons to make them fully automatic like bump stocks? Well, first off, Emma, I want to applaud you for standing up and speaking out. And for anyone who has ever criticized you or any of these students up here, including people who have been on my side of this issue, I don't think that anyone should deny you your voice or deny you your position because you are young. I don't believe that this insane monster should have ever been able to obtain a firearm. Ever. Classy answer. For someone to say you're a crappy parent and you just say, okay. Yeah, okay. Good for you, I guess. She's used to it. She gets it worse than everybody else. Uh, So Dana Lash starts challenging uh, Scott Israel, the Broward County Sheriff, on missed tips. And um, oh, did you see the CNN headline about um, oh, what was just said? I think we were supposed to load it. It's okay though. We'll talk about it after. Did I forget the? Oh, I forgot. I hope that one clip is in here. There's also a clip where they boo a rape victim. Oh god! But maybe I, it's it's in here somewhere. Anyway, Ever so been able she, to so she's ripping um, Scott Ever. Israel. And remember, number one, following up on remember this guy knows about the deputy who was on the at the school scene yeah. who did nothing. I'm not saying he can't believe in gun control. I'm not saying he can't criticize the NRA, but at no point does he accept responsibility for what had happened. He just deflects it everywhere. Red flags, 39 times in the past year, it was law enforcement or it was social services that went to this individual's home. Sending messages telling other students that he was going to murder them and he was going to kill them, I would think certainly would qualify under a Florida state statute for you to have Baker acted him. Let me respond to that. First of all, we've talked about the Broward Sheriff's Office and some other local agencies and the FBI getting tips and what have you. America, there's one person responsible for this act. That's the detestable, violent killer. He is responsible for this act. We do need to have some also gun the control reform. Yeah. <laughs> also gun control. An 18-year-old kid should not have a rifle. 18-year-old kid, they're, what they're he's not talking adults about, yet. They're going yeah. He can talk about the age, but it's not his mental health condition that should have barred him. <laughs> but the the mental health condition that he knew because 39 times people from his office had been called out to the home. No, that's fake news. It was only 23 times, he says. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. It, it wasn't 39. It was only 23. Is that, that true? Ag- because I did say 39 in my video. Well, that's what he says. That's what the sheriff says. But we'll talk about it in a second. They're in high school. These kids should not have a rifle. Bump stocks should be illegal. They should be outlawed forever. Automatic rifles should be outlawed forever. And anybody who says different, I don't know about other people, but Emma and I, we're calling BS on that. So that was actually a shout out to Buzzcut Girl. Oh That's what he just God. did right there. We're calling bump BS. Bump stocks weren't even used. Why is that relevant? Like, we got to stop all these bump stocks that were not it's involved pandering. in the shooting in question. What? Dana Lash references a rape victim who, wi- who wished she had been armed, and they boo. They boo. But I also think of young women, and you've had a previous town hall where you spoke with a young woman named Kim Corbin, who was a college student who was brutally raped 
in her dorm and she was under the age of 21 and one of the things that she speaks out about loudly now is how she wished she would have had the ability to be able to have some a shotgun whatever it was to be able to defend herself i was 20 years old when i lived on my own i didn't live with my parents when i was 20. oh my god if this is just making me hate these people <laughs> I, I can't help it and then lastly scott israel all but says hey guys vote democrat Vote Democrat if you really you're not going to persuade Dana Lash of the NRA, so you should vote Democrat. He doesn't quite you're say that, but that's her means. mind. There's only one way to Amer make America safely. What you're going to have to do, as, as I said, this young generation, we didn't get it done, but you will get it done. Vote in people who feel the same way you do. That guy is deflecting like a champ. Yes, just absolutely deflecting like a champ. And that the, that sets the context for what the reporting that came out later this week, which is all the botching of, of the event by the Broward County Sheriff. Um, so do you want to hop into that or, or should we take a super chat, Ray? Uh, we should hop into it. Oh, what I was going to mention yeah. earlier is Dana Lash, she calls the shooter. What does she call the shooter? Like an insane person that should never have gotten a gun. Yeah. CNN actually printed a story saying, is it wrong? Is this damaging for mental health, people with mental health, health issues that Dana Lash referred to the shooter as yeah. insane? I've got, <laughs> like, I've, got, I've got that queued up for later in some of the media reactions because they, um, they ripped Dana Lash and the president because Trump said something, like, something There's similar. There's just no winning with these people. Called him a madman or something <laughs> like that. And mental health experts say that it's mean and it's not helpful. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So you just saw Scott Israel, the the the... Broward County Sheriff deflecting responsibility for, for what happened, pandering, calling for gun control. Mm -hmm. He comes out, it's this Thursday or Friday, I forget, later in the week and says, oh, hey guys, by the way, that armed sheriff's deputy on campus, I saw the footage and he, uh, he stood there for four minutes doing Whoops. jack shit, so I fired hey, that's him. That's not true. Apparently, he was pointing his gun at the building. That's right, okay. He's pointing his gun at the building. This is Scott Israel announcing what he saw on the tape. In the case of Scott Peterson, our school... S Scott Peterson is the school the school. <laughs> what deputy. an unfortunate name. Dude. I know. Not that Scott Peterson. Not, the, not Lacey Peterson's husband. Yeah. Resource deputy. Scott Peterson was absolutely on campus through, that, through this entire event. He was armed. He was in uniform. After seeing video witness statements and Scott Peterson's very own statement, I decided this morning to suspend Scott Peterson without pay. But what I saw was a deputy arrive at the west side of Building 12, take up a position, and he never went in. Devastated, sick to my stomach. Um, there are no words. I mean, these families lost their children. We lost coaches. I've been to the funerals. I've been to the homes where they sit and shiver. It's just, uh, there are no words. Why? Why did that happen? Um, it's, well, that's, there are, there's lots of speculation, including even a stand down order. Some people are speculating. I don't know if that's the case, but presumably it wasn't if he's firing the guy. No, these cops but were just scared. They didn't know what to do. They were improperly trained. They couldn't overcome their cowardice. I, I refuse to believe there is a bureaucratic reason for this. These people just didn't do what needed to be done. What's the point of being a cop if you're not going to put yourself? This I don't understand this argument. If you become a cop, there's an understanding that the the, the implied risk is higher than any other profession. So things like yeah. this, you have to do it. It's part of the job description. 
Not like, yeah, oh, we'll I know you're human to... too. You, you were scared, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Go in there, figure it out. David Hogg, one of our favorite kids, has something to say on that in a moment too. So I'll I'll save my commentary until Mr. Hogg opines. But um, so as, as we mentioned, it's not just the one deputy. Scott Israel acknowledges there's the one deputy who was on campus, the one assigned to the school, didn't go in, didn't do anything. Scott Israel fires him. Also on Saturday, um, or is updated on Saturday, I think reported on Friday by Jake Tapper. The report here is that Coral Springs Police, neighboring community Coral Springs Police, they arrived at Marjorie Stoneman during the ongoing crisis. And they, they say, or at least Jake Tapper's sources say, they found three additional Broward County Sheriff's deputies outside the school, never having entered the school, pistols drawn and huddled uh, behind their vehicles. It's unclear if the, the shooter was still in the building at the time when these Coral Springs police arrived, but at bare minimum, people were in, like students, teachers, people are bleeding out in the school and dying at the time. Uh, it's also reported that Coral Springs City Manager Mike Goodrum I think is how you say his name was uh, was seen speaking with Scott Israel, Broward County Sheriff, uh, at a February fifteenth vigil, reportedly upset that the Broward deputies remained outside while the crisis was ongoing. Oh now the sheriff himself issued a statement on Twitter, rebutting or responding to a few of these claims. He says, "For the record." So this is from Scott Israel, BSO Broward uh, Sheriff's Office, responded to 23 incidents where previous contact was made with the killer or his family. Stop reporting 39. It's simply not true. (laughs) And he also says BSO detectives are investigating the claim from the Coral Springs Police Department that some deputies did not go into the school when they should have. Stop reporting it as a fact. It's a claim. And of those 20, 23 incidents, um, some of them were threats of violence. Some of them were because he was uh, killing small animals. Some of them were because he was threatening to kill himself, like killing squirrels, throwing rocks at squirrels, things like smashing squirrels heads against rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, Ane- this is stuff that you can do something. You can do something about this. Anecdotally, I have no idea how, how frequently this is, but it seems like anecdotally you hear about animal cruelty with these yeah. people a lot of the time. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Now, Steve Israel, Steve, I don't know why I keep saying Steve. It's Scott Israel. Scott Israel goes on Jake Tapper's show, State of the Union on CNN this morning. And as we said, to his credit, Jake Tapper correctly observes, wait, 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 you were at my town hall on Wednesday night and you pointed fingers at every which way and you pandered and you, you know, riled up the crowd. Now you come out a couple days after and say, well, I'm glad, sorry, my, my deputy sort of didn't do anything. Uh <laughs> Did you know about that at the time of the town hall? Because that seems well, like it would have been pertinent to explain, but you didn't. Oh and, my um, God, this is just so absurd. He, he admits to knowledge. He, he says, I saw, I, I, I saw the footage earlier in the day. I knew about this before the town hall. Uh, so here he is with Jake Tapper. Sheriff, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. I want you to take a listen to uh, Stoneman Douglas High School senior Brandon Huff talking about your deputy, the school resource officer, Scott Peterson. The school resource officer was behind a stairwell wall, just standing there, and he had his gun drawn, and he was just pointing it at the building. You could, shots started going off inside. You could hear them going off over and over. He was just talking on the radio, and he never did anything for four minutes. He's the only one with a gun. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. He has all that while school security guards, you know, coaches pretty much, were running in, shielding kids. When did you find out that Deputy Peterson had not gone into the building? How soon after the shooting did you know that? Uh, not for days. Uh, we, uh, How many our days? investigators looked, 
I'm not sure. Because you spent much of the Wednesday night town hall on CNN attacking the NRA, saying that police need more powers, more money to prevent future tragedies. You didn't disclose any of this to the crowd then. Did you know it then? Did you know it Wednesday night? It was spoken about during that, uh, <sighs> earlier during that day. I'm not on a timeline for TV or any news show. Do you think that what if the, the Broward Sheriff's mean? Office had done things differently, this shooting might not have happened? Yeah, listen, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, uh, you know, uh, O.J. Simpson would still be in the record books. I don't know what I that means. There's 17 what. dead people and there's an, a whole long list of things your department could have done differently. How could I? Listen, uh, that's what, that's what af uh, after action reports are. That's for lessons learned reports are for. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, there might be some more kids alive. How about God. that? I don't even know what he meant, what he was saying by that. What? I don't get the OJ reference. Yeah, I don't know. OJ would still be in the record books? I, I don't know. I don't know what he means. Neither do I. Or he would have gotten away with it and they wouldn't have. Is, is that what he meant? I don't know. Who cares? <sighs> that's just remarkable so, to me. That admission, that's just... Oh, uh, we had heard about it. There were rumors swirling. And then I still riled up the crowd and then looked all proud and misty-eyed as people applauded me and the things <laughs> that I said that had nothing to do with this fucking shooting. Banned bump stocks. Bow to me, everybody. So he says throughout the interview, well, look, at the time that information was uncorroborated, and even if I was confident in it, I've, obviously I'm not going to reveal that information to families in a town hall circumstance. That I can understand. Fine. But you could say, listen, I have some intelligence currently. I have some information that suggests there might have been some shortcomings on the part of my department. I can't speak in specifics right now, but that information will be coming out in the next few exactly. days. And, um, and there are some things I want to acknowledge as law enforcement, what appear to be failures. He could have done that. And he could have also he said, He conducted himself what... like we never would have found out this information. That is really brazen to me. Like, but he's, well, but he's the one who revealed the information. Well, it's... Presumably because people were going to find out. Hmm. You think that he would have just revealed this information if, if everybody wasn't going to find out eventually? Well, they're not going to, they already said they're not going to release the footage of that deputy in question. So I. Didn't I he know. just retire but, and got his pension? Well, so because he had been with the police department for or the sheriff's office for so long, uh, that was an option that was given to him. It was fired or you can retire. But yes, he will get his, his pension. And that all is that. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Andrew McCabe also, I can't believe these people can collect after committing, well, I guess this isn't really a crime, is it? I don't know. I mean, it certainly looks like a fireable um, failure to do your duty, but I don't know if it's criminal in nature. I, I, I thought, um, I think there was someone in my Twitter mentions, this could be very well be fake news, but I think this was actually adjudicated before the Supreme Court at one point and the court decided that the police don't actually have an affirmative duty to protect people like you can't I, I might be completely botching it but there's a legal question there about whether that sort of thing can be actually criminal hmm. as far as I understand which might be fake news who knows uh our favorite um well pick your favorite kid there's a case to be made for David Hogg there's a case to be made for Cameron Caskey there's a case to be made for Emma Gonzalez David Hogg gets on MSNBC and says hey leave that cop alone AR-15s are scary guys well I've tried interviewing him before he would never go on camera with our school news but I have interviewed him before he's a very conservative man um, but he he just like every other police officer out there at heart is a good person. He didn't take action in this event, and I can't explain why, or I, I just can't explain. There are no words to explain why he wouldn't take action to take out this individual. But I think it's a good example of how if he didn't take action and supposedly four others didn't, 
I mean, who does? Who wants to go down the barrel of an AR-15, even Better with a Glock? Cops. And I know that's what these police officers are supposed to do. But they're people, too. They need to worry about themselves as well as all the other students. And I don't think teachers need to have that responsibility either. That's crazy. If you're not going to protect people as a, as a police officer, what's the fucking point? Why? Why would you ever become a cop then? You got Aaron Feist in there who doesn't have body armor or a Glock who's throwing himself in front right. of kids and taking bullets. I'm, I don't I, envy that situation. Believe me, if you give me a Glock and some body armor and say, hey, man, why don't you go in there and take that guy out? I say, this seems quite scary to me, but... It's my that job. is the job for which you signed up. I'm yeah. sorry. Like the, the, you... I like how this kid can't squeeze out any empathy for the NRA that's not responsible, but he's still like the police officer that probably could have prevented 15 of the of the killings. The, oh, the, well, he's just a human. He's just human. This kid watches government fail him and his friends. And his answer is to, as the Super Chatter mentioned, his answer is to insist that all, all the rest of society forfeit their firearms to these same government figures and then be shamed in the process too. This is an example of, look, I... I don't know what happened to that cop. For all I know, he is a good person who got, I don't know, paralyzing fear in the moment or something. All I'm saying is at the end of the day, you cannot rely on the government 100% to ensure your safety. And that is the very reason we have the Second Amendment is because we'll guarantee your right to ensure your own safety to the utmost extent. Now, we have government services to try to do that too. But I don't understand how you can look at this much government failure and say, no, 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 give, give them all the guns. They yeah, should be the only ones. They'll figure it out. Only they can do it. Look, look at how competent they are in all other things. There's no bureaucracy that people are fumbling through to try to get things done or protect ourselves. None of that. Totally effective government. Seen some people pointing out the kind of inconsistent logic too on Twitter. So think about that. This guy had an AR-15 and so the police were scared, but also... Uh, there's no way armed civilians could fight off uh, government tyranny with AR-15s. It's not. It would never happen. Um, also, if if the police are scared of the uh, AR-15, how do you plan to round up all the AR-15s <laughs> that are the millions of them that are in households across the country? They're totally reactionary. They, They're incapable of thinking beyond this next step. Like, what's going to happen if if you do this? Like, uh, this is a problem with the left consistently. What's his plan here? They're just like, oh, well, this school shooting happened, so we have to do something. We have to do something. We have to do something. But that's it. Yes. That's pretty much and he, ob he observes Scott Israel totally screwing his school over. Yeah. And, that, and then his answer is, hey, let's fix some of the law enforcement breakdowns here. It's not that. His answer is not that. His answer is, it's the NRA's fault. We got to find. <laughs> should, should we take a break before we hop into this? Or, or should no, we? No, let's just. Let's okay. So, so David Hawk hops on Twitter this weekend. How much Not do you want to bet this kid was in show choir? I bet you a million dollars. He hops on, he hops on, um, hops on Twitter and says, well, what big companies support the NRA? Let's get this done tonight. And he starts just, I don't want to say harassing, but he's just tweeting at these companies. Hey, Hertz car rental. Why do you support the NRA? George Takai um, backed him up on this and noted all these companies who David Hogg and company successfully pressured out of ending their ties, cutting ties with the NRA. So Delta, United, Hertz, Avis, Budget. You'll notice, hey, why are all these like airlines and car rental companies, why are they all travel? Well, it's not that they have ties with the NRA. These are not like corporate donors to the NRA. They're not supporting the NRA. It's just the NRA is a large group of people who often have conventions and need to travel to things. And so these companies have said, hey, 
we li- we'd like business with you. Why don't uh, why don't we offer you like a group discount of some kind for you to go to your convention wherever the hell that is? That's is that really a tie? Like if, so, they've pressured these companies out of stopping offering. They've pressured them into stopping offering discounts to NRA members, which doesn't affect NRA finances at all because they're member funded, mm. um, and it doesn't it doesn't do anything other than piss off a lot of pro Second Amendment and NRA people into not wanting to do business with these with these businesses it's you're not harming the nra by doing this in any way you're not impacting their finances in fact i've seen dozens of people anecdotally reporting to me all this garbage made me sign up for the nra and honestly i'm considering myself not not just on pro second amendment grounds but purely out of spite (laughs) purely out of spite uh (laughs) So George Sky and David Hogg. Oh, you know what else David Hogg says? I love this. Did you see his his um his call to boycott his own state? No. David Hogg's shooting survivor. David Hogg calls or Parkland uh, school shooting survivor. David Hogg calls for spring break boycott of Florida. So until Florida changes their gun laws, don't come to Florida for spring break. Go to Puerto Rico instead. Why? That doesn't even make sense. Yes. That's going to make his quality of life worse because less tourism money will be coming into the state. Yes. You want to harm yourself? Go ahead. I won't go to your state, David. Dude, they let this kid go rogue. Like someone needs to rein this kid in. This is the thing. It's like everybody, everybody gives them, as I keep saying, it's just a blank check. It's a blank check that they can lobby for whatever they want, which I'm fine with. Like you advocate for whatever you want, but they're crossing that line into bullying. They're trying to yeah. bully people's associations. They're trying to bully people's political speech. Yep. And uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I've sympathized with what you've gone through. It's very terrible. But you can't, you can't treat people this way. You are being bullies using your experience as some kind of intellectual shield so that people can't criticize you. Right. And we do have to remember the school was 30. 30- 3,200 kids went to that school. I mean, how many of them were directly involved in the shooting? How many of them are legitimately traumatized from it? I mean, that's that, that's an important question. That is a huge, huge school. Some of the people they're going to be trotting out in front of us don't, you know, they aren't legitimately traumatized by this. Hmm. I don't know about these kids. I think that some of these kids saw some shit. I think that David Hogg did. I'm not super sure about that. Will you explain to me George Takai's second tweet about Star Trek and why that justifies what's going on? Oh, will you read it? It's going to slow so, down my computer. If I... In Starfleet, we do not allow students and teachers to carry phasers into class. Some wait, radical... wait. Tell me, do you, you know what a phaser is, right? I assume a gun of some kind. Yeah, it's like a laser gun. Okay. Uh, some radical earthlings argued we would be safer if everyone was armed, but the Vulcans pointed out that this That's was plainly... race. The Vulcans pointed out that this was plainly illogical. Besides, the Klingons tried that, and it didn't work out so well. And Klingons are space Muslims. Ah, okay. So, you know, that solid logic of fiction, that fictional evidence. We do not use Star Trek for evil, okay, (laughs) George Takai? Who would have thought that this commie propaganda would end up in (laughs) leftist propaganda hands? uh, How could... (laughs) We do not besmirch Star Trek The Next Generation, although we probably was talking about the original series. Um, The only other notes I have uh, is some other things to consider about these calls for gun control. Note, uh, as a lot of people are on Twitter, do you remember all these calls for gun control after the congressional baseball shooting, which was explicitly political in nature? I don't, as a matter of fact. Huh, that's weird. Funny that. 
That's strange. Um, also, do you remember the victims of the Las Vegas shooting being trotted out all over media with their opinions on guns after the Las Vegas shooting? No, they that. weren't uh, really vocal children that were malleable and you could tell them exactly what to say and they would say it. That's probably why. So what changed? What makes this one different? That, that would be the question. Why is this event being covered and treated the way that it is? And uh, I invite speculation and, and thoughts on, that partic- on those particular questions. Yep. We're already an hour in and we got plenty more to go, so we'll have to keep it moving. But I got dumb media reactions to Parkland. If you if you want to get to those after, should we take a break or keep going? Maybe we should just finish out Parkland. I got like, hmm? uh, yeah, all right, we can do it. I got a few clips to get through. Okay. <laughs> this, this one on MSNBC, this guy goes on and says, hey, I was going to be a school shooter, but the assault weapons ban in the 90s stopped me. Huh. That was me, man. Going to be a shooter guy with Katie Turr. And a man in Colorado has written a powerful confession in response to the school shooting in Florida. Quote, I was almost a school shooter, he says. I didn't carry out anything. I didn't hurt anyone. But in 1996, I almost did the worst possible thing. I I was almost a school shooter. I am not a school shooter because I didn't have access to guns. Aaron. First of all, thank you very much for being here. And it's such a brave thing uh, to put into words, to put down on paper. First, I would like to say thank you for having me on. I'm a huge fan. I've watched you forever. I think we really need to have a hard look at the effect that guns have. Do we really need to have assault weapons? Do we really need to have people being able to go buy an AR-15 when they're not able to even buy a pistol because they're not, they won't pass the background checks. Mm-hmm. If somebody in your class just walked up to you and I don't know, gave you a hug or said, you know, hey, you're worth it or just something nice, would that alone have, have changed the way you felt? It literally did. That is literally what happened that stopped me from carrying out my, my plan. Um, it was that I couldn't find a gun. That is true. That's what caused, that's the difficulties back in the day with the assault weapons ban and the fact that I was an insane teenager who was chaotic and that's another element to remember is that people who are crazy and going to go kill people aren't necessarily the most logical people and when people say that well they could have done it another way maybe that way just didn't exist to that person whatever and what was his father absent situation did he have a strong male role model i bet you a million dollars that he didn't but if one person would have given me a hug you know that totally would have made all the difference we're not having the conversation we need to be having about this there's a lot of factual obfuscation in there too so Uh, First off, the assault weapons ban did not ban firearms generally. It did not ban access to firearms. It banned attachments, not the weapons themselves. So, yeah, maybe you couldn't get an AR-15 with certain attachments on it, but you could still get an AR-15. He's just flat out wrong when he says you can buy an AR-15 but not a handgun because you won't pass a background check. Both require the same background check. That's not, not like there's some special thing. Do they not vet people at all before they bring them on their network? It, it makes it makes it hard for me to believe that he's factually accurate on the rest of his claims when he doesn't have even a basic understanding of right. what the what the process of acquiring a firearm is. Um, he could have easily acquired a firearm uh, in Colorado to do his school shooting in 96. Remember, the Columbine shooters did in 1999. Mm-hmm. They didn't have much trouble. They had shotguns. They had a rifle. They had a handgun. Uh, and then to the point you were describing, he even admits in there, well, hey, it was someone's nice gesture, a classmate's nice gesture that really got me out of this, really got me to calm down and make me realize the world's not so terrible. Is that what he said? I thought he was talking about a hypothetical situation. No, no. He said literally someone was nice to me and made me reconsider. Oh, well, I don't believe the story then. How this did the awful. assault weapons ban fix that then? I mean, yeah. 
that's not links. And then the, the and then biggest his next statement is that he didn't do this because of the assault weapons ban. Yeah. <laughs> huh. And the biggest lie of them all in that entire exchange, huge fan of Katie Turr. Come on, dude. Nobody's a huge fan of Katie Turr. Oh, I love you, Katie Turr. I've been watching you forever. No, you haven't. Nobody watches Katie Turr. Maybe he did all this just so a woman would talk to him. Yeah, maybe. Rock, Major rock. success. Total success. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll keep it moving along just because, uh, you know, I always try to jam too much into this show. but Which is why it's three hours long now. Uh, I love this exchange on Fox News here. It's a Democratic strategist talking about gun control. You can be pro-Second Amendment and in favor of certain common sense regulations. Like, we got to get those high magazine clips under control. Chew on that a little bit. Sure. Justice Scalia wrote, the Second Amendment is not unlimited. You Republicans, and you just did it, like to say any re gun restrictions that Democrats want to put forward is, quote, against the Second Amendment. That is not the case. You can be a supporter of the Second Amendment and also say maybe we shouldn't have high magazine clips. For example, appeals courts in this country have routinely <laughs> upheld state-level like, yeah, assault weapons totally bans. So it's yeah. not fair in the You're conversation so to say Democrats who want gun regulation are against the Second Amendment. That is not fair, and it's disingenuous. Well, Murray, we, uh, go pack. <laughs> go pack will pay right. for you to travel to any state and advise a Democratic senator I'll take that. in I'll West take, Virginia, take Montana, <laughs> Indiana to advise a Democratic senator to be against the Second Amendment. You know, Very reasonable common sense. Common sense, yeah. I I will say, as a woman, if you deliver something stupid with confidence, nine people out of ten are not going to call you on your shit. Nobody acknowledged it. There's high magazine clips, by which she means she talking high about? capacity magazines, which itself is even meant. kind of a dubious term. Like, what's high capacity? Over ten? Over fifteen? Over thirty? What what's a high capacity magazine? What? But high magazine clips. <laughs> mm. Get those off the street, you say. And oh, that's a very pro-Second Amendment stance, those high magazine clips. Last pundit that I want to get to is, um, you know, we were bummed when Lawrence, uh, or when uh, Keith, Keith Olbermann quit his YouTube series because he said Trump was going to be gone immediately. But, it, you know, still waiting, Keith. You might want to come back to YouTube because the resistance needs its, um, needs its leader again. But uh, we haven't checked in. I'm hoping Lawrence O'Donnell might be a replacement for Keith in terms of the crazy, <laughs> the, the crazy torchbearer. Yeah. We haven't heard from Lawrence O'Donnell since the stop the hammering bit in the fall. And um, Lawrence O'Donnell has something to say about how handguns and the AR-15 have different muzzle velocities. The bullets from them travel at different speeds. And therefore, it's entirely unreasonable to expect to arm teachers uh, that is the that is the the basic argument from Lawrence. So, anyway, I'm hoping we can have Lawrence as a recurring commentator. And now it's time to play. Is Lawrence hammered? Stop the hammering! You can't touch this. Two thousand one hundred eighty-two miles per hour. That's how fast the bullets were moving when they came out of the barrel of that AR-15. 3,200 feet per second. That's three times faster than the speed of a bullet <clears throat> leaving the barrel of a 9mm handgun. With a high-capacity magazine, the AR-15 can fire maybe 90 or 100 bullets in a minute. A concealable handgun, maybe 15 bullets. But President Trump said today in a that he believes what? if you... Really? It's, I'm not a great um, shot, but even mm, I can manage to do better than that. Like, mm, it's pretty slow, Lawrence. 
you put that concealable handgun in the hands of White House Chief of Staff John Kelly, he could have stopped the shooter in Florida last week. A bullet from a handgun or other weapon can enter your body and pass through you without killing you, and a bullet from an AR-15 entering in exactly the same place and traveling the same track can kill you. AR-15s are different. They do catastrophic damage inside the human body that other weapons and ammunition are incapable of doing. Uh, we now live in a country not gonna where for some politicians, a fighting chance at life for kids in school is too much to ask. Hmm. <laughs> All of this is just confusing. I'm like, is this because I don't know anything about guns or because these people are full of shit? Yeah, I think they are purposefully trying to obfuscate. I think they're purposefully trying to make things confusing and kind of muddle facts. So he is right, of course, that rifle rounds travel faster than handgun rounds. But I'm, I'm not clear how that's relevant in terms of destruction. You're not trying to reach out and catch these bullets. Like, why does it matter? It's a split second time difference in close proximity. And to his point that maybe a rifle round is deadlier than a handgun round. It's not a contest of deadliness. The point is, isn't having a lower, um, wouldn't having any round, whether it's lower caliber, slower speed, isn't that better than having no round for self-defense? Like, I don't care if they're trying to shoot me with a 50 cal. I would rather have something at my disposal with which right. to defend myself than nothing at all. Um, to your point on the fire rate. So a concealable handgun can fire way more than 15 rounds a minute if you have the ammo, if you have the mag stacked. Um, the rate of fire for an AR-15 and a, and a semi-automatic handgun is exactly the same. One squeeze, one one round. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of misleading to say that they're yeah. different fire rates. Now, of course, you're, you, typically you're going to have less rounds in your handgun magazine than you would in a rifle magazine. But I think the general public believes that an AR-15 has a bullet spray with a single shot. I think that's what... That's kind of the impression they create that, when yeah, they that, say I think that's what like they're that. trying to do with all this confusion. Yeah. They're trying to make it seem like that's that's what happens, yeah. So he, he describes how a rifle round is more damaging, and I don't, I don't dispute that necessarily, um, but he, he attributes this to the AR-15 being special. That same round fired from any rifle would be exactly the same. It's going to travel at the same speed. It's going to do the same damage. AR-15s, he says, AR-15s do catastrophic damage that other weapons and ammunition are incapable of doing. Well, the AR-15 is not ammunition, mm -hmm. and that's the point. Right. Uh, and then his closing, his closing quote, for some politicians, a fighting chance at life is too much to ask, by which he means ban the AR-15. <laughs> but that's interesting because I could take that quote and apply it to you. You're the one who's saying we don't want teachers and kids to have a fighting chance against this rifle. You're the one who's saying, no, 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 no means by which to protect themselves. The president's proposal to, to arm qualified teachers in schools is ridiculous. You're the one who's saying you don't want people to have a fighting chance, Lawrence. Not, not us. Has he opined on uh, the security that was at the school? I don't, I, this is the, I just watched this segment. I think he had this segment out before all that news broke. Interesting to hear what he has to say about that. The only other thing I had, as you mentioned, um, was the, the CNN, the CNN tweet. I'll just read it real quick since you discussed it. They put this out and I told them to fuck off all the way to Jupiter. <laughs> Because uh, they said President Trump described someone who would shoot up a school as, quote, a savage sicko. NRA spokeswoman Dana Lash called the Florida gunman, quote, an insane monster, quote, nuts and crazy. This kind of language about mental health could be harmful, experts say. Like, what do these people want? <sighs>
Well, that's all I got to say on uh, on Parkland. Big takeaway here. You got massive government failure to protect kids. I hope that the, the law enforcement personnel in Broward County and other places learn lessons from this. At the end of the day, though, as much as you want to count on your local law enforcement, and I hope that you can to, in 99% of cases, the question is, what are you going to do in the 1% of cases? And me personally, I would like to have my rights protected to be able to protect my family, myself, people around me in such a horrendous situation. And in any yeah. attempt to diminish that, I am going to... I. I want to be compromising on some things, but you try out these kids to tell me I'm a terrible person and a child murderer and this and that. I'm sorry. I become more entrenched, not more compromising. Yeah, yeah. And this is just another example. You you can't trust the federal government to do basic, basic stuff. Like they can't protect you. You have to protect yourself. You have to protect your family. And we can't let anybody infringe on our constitutional right to do so. I mean, it's it's incredibly important. Um, so I'm sorry about what happened to these kids. But I, I mean, your frontal lobes aren't developed. You aren't policy experts. This traumatic thing happened to you, but that doesn't give you a license or the knowledge to be able to make these sweeping policy decisions. You're just ill-equipped. I'm sorry. Not to mention that this Emma Gonzalez, she seems like a real piece of shit. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> listen, to these kids, if you come to people like me and people, probably people, most people who listen to this show and you say, we just had something terrible happen. We have some proposals about how to maybe minimize this in the future. And I understand not everyone agrees with them, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt in assuming that you also don't want this to happen to kids anymore. Instead, you're trotting out saying, hey, by the way, you're a fucking garbage bomb, but let me ask you a question. Yeah. Hey, Marco Rubio, you're pretty much the same as Nicholas Cruz, but let me ask you a question. Hey, NRA, I'm going to make sure you terrible ch- child murder accomplices don't get your Delta discount when you go to your convention. Stop doing that garbage and maybe people will compromise. But until you do, until you show some good faith, fuck off. I'm going to protect my home, my life, my property, my liberty on whatever terms I see fit. And I will not yield an inch to you until you start showing some good faith. Damn straight. And probably not even then, to be honest. But maybe I'd consider it. Yep. Hmm. Agreed. Are we done with Parkland? Is it over? It is. And I assume we got a, some super chats to get through. Like we'll get to million super chats. Justin Trudeau, the hijab billboard, and the Seattle... I put Finland in the notes. It's actually Norway, Norwegian flag. Um, okay, should I get to some of these? Yeah. Uh, Richard Pierce said, I find it interesting that CNN has been giving a platform to the same four to five kids, but not the other hundreds of kids at the school. Wonder why also go Yankees. Yeah, they're giving a mm. platform to these specific leftist kids, this soy boy hog, this butch dykey, Emma Gonzalez or whatever. It's like, oh, it Philly D is be... not going to be happy with you for that. Philly D doesn't know who I am, whatever. Um, it, it has to be these leftist kids that are going to appeal to like, you know, LGBTQ and millennials that are leftists. It's like, why is, is this really? And then the Chad, I can't remember his name. Ah, let me know in the live chat. The it's one um, that it's Hob, Colton Hob, I think. Colton we played Hobbs. a clip of him last week. Um, he was the JRT, JROTC kid. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a total Chad. He's not like this hog kid who was in show choir and he, and he did the right thing. You try to protect people and he's just getting ripped apart by the leftist media. Like I don't believe for a second that he and his father doctored the CNN emails. Who am I going to believe more in these two situations? This victim of a school shooting conservative kid, you know, little Mr. Every man who tried to save other students or CNN that has legitimately, we know for sure um, fixed town hall meetings and scripted questions before. Who am I? Who am I going to? Whoa. Wow. I don't know. I don't Jake know. Tapper almost redeemed the whole network with that Scott Israel interview. It's pretty good. It, it was, I, you yeah. know, I got to say Jake Tapper redeemed himself to some degree. I still hate his face, but like that was pretty good. He, he gave it back to him. Yeah. All um, right. We got to keep moving. 
Domti said, great job. Keep up the good work. I do enjoy your vids. It's a nice alternative from Shapiro's clinical explanations uh, or Crowder's comedic commentary. It's a nice addition. Well, thank you. I'm glad we both are heavy influences. So to try to dabble in kind of both of their arenas is sort of the aim, I think. No. Although probably we probably do both of those things more poorly. Than we hate Ben Shapiro on the show. Quit, quit, quit sure, thrown sure. out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark K said, I am Mark Margarita filled garbage fighter. Sounds pretty drunk, Mark. Hmm. Uh, Static Wave 09 still holding out for a hat at the merch shop. Uh, we could do that. We'll think about it. Oh yeah, I can actually, if you do anything, if you want the logo on pretty much anything, just email um, me or the podcast inbox and, um, and I can set it up. So if you, if that's, if you're looking for that, I can get that set up. Bill McPherson says, screw Joe Scarho or anyone else messing with you. Fair use is for education and reporting. I understand that it's hard to fight, but you've got to stand your ground. Get Crowder's half Asian lawyer. We just can't afford it. It's just going to bleed it, us the, out. The revenue that's actually at play is so minimal that it's like, all right, screw you, Joe. I just, I don't want to deal with I'd it. I'd like to fight for these principled things, you know, but it's just so time consuming and media institutions, they have so much money. Yeah. He's a team of lawyers, I'm sure. Dildo swaggins every time. Because uh, like a princess, he was lying there, moonlight dancing off his hair. Matt woke up and took by the hand. We made love in the Chevy van and that's all right with me. <laughs> it was a great time. Oh, geez. DJ Cooley, leftists, you don't need a gun. Also, leftists, the police don't need to protect you because guns are scary. Hashtag yeah. run for your life. I know, right? God. Uh, Craig Sneed, hope to see AG Sessions move to arrest Oakland mayor for obstruction of justice for uh, nodding press conference announce announcing upcoming ICE raids. Either we are mm. a country of laws or we are no country at all. Yep, that is true. Mm. Um, Robert Atkinson, if we can scan a brain for empathy, yeah, science. Would you accept a brain scan checking for empathy as part of a background check before a gun purchase? Lighter, not the better film, higher fidelity or gross point blank. Um, I would not be into that. The empathy. Uh, I don't even, that's kind of an interesting concept. To scan a brain to measure objectively empathy or capacity for empathy? Yeah, that seems that's really some That's some high level brain science if I mean, it existed. I'm personally biased because I'm fairly certain I have the empathy of, of like a legitimate bona fide psychopath. Sure. Uh, so I would not be awarded my constitutional right to own a gun. I mean, psychopaths need guns too, people. Come on. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, mostly. Ben Mercier, I'm tired of guns being the argument when schools can fix this by having only one point of entry with metal detectors, security, a buzz in school system and school policy that only allows students in. Sure. I mean, I wish we didn't have to do that, but here we are. Freshenator 2, the voting age should be raised 25. Some research suggests that development stops close to 25. Yes, your frontal lobe does not finish forming until you are around 25. I just want the same age. Like, I, I want an age at which all rights are conferred upon you. Yep. Uh, if it's 25, I guess it's 25. I just, I can't stand the inconsistency. Yeah, we're going to have some problems if the age of consent is raised to 25. Good luck. Yeah, really. Um, Redicus says, oh, sorry, my leg is totally asleep. Background checks only work if the bureaucracy talk. If you can uh, vote, you can shoot. Three, uh, we dismantled the asylum system. Four, how do you define bump stocks or rate increasing device? What is that? Yeah, I think it's kind of yeah. a bullshit definition. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. Craig Sneedigan was excellent to see father call out Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday. Well, I haven't seen I that. I'll see have to that. check it out. We're talking about guns and not talking about protecting schools. Um, hmm. Don't know if he was on anywhere else, but was refreshing to see. I did not see that. If you could shoot us uh, it on Twitter or something on Matt's Twitter. Um, Two Way says, create a program to help military veterans become teachers and allow them to conceal if they choose. Sure. I'm in favor. A big donation from Jozo Zavko, but it's a series of emoticons. 
<laughs> Are they what kind of emoticons? A heart flower, then a finger to a woman's head, then a unicorn, a rainbow. Nice. And another finger. Well, thanks for supporting the show. <laughs> Gee, Dark, instead of gun control, ooh, whoops, uh, Shauna L. Starcher, these gun grabbers are just making me more determined to get my conceal and carry, especially since I live in the Canadian border, and I am female. My husband says pass the juice. Yeah, you should. You should. I'm going to do it. I've been putting it off long enough. I mean, I can conceal and carry out of town in Montana anywhere, but in town, you need to have a permit. I'm going to go do it this month. It's it's easy to do. And I, I, I after seeing all this stuff, the takeaway for me is, I will never be at the mercy of some kind of a lunatic like Nicholas Cruz. And yep. I'm not going to rely on, look, I hope I can rely on law enforcement to protect me, but I'm you not going to bank on it. Not going to bank on it. Um, Redica says town hall. Do you mean Maoist show trial? I expected someone to start screaming shame with hammer and sickle. I wonder how Scott they did. Israel, they did. Uh, we'll they talk about chanted that shame on you. Yeah. Had the balls to walk onto stage and look anyone in the eye. Yes. When Dana lash, is it lash or Loesch? It's lash. When she was walking up to the podium and uh, back away from it, people were yelling, shame, shame, yeah. murderer, murderer. A bunch of leftists that have probably killed their unborn children are talking about how she's a murderer because she owns a, a gun. It's, it's fucking baffling. Um, Craig Sneed again. Why is it okay for these kids and their backers to bully companies for having a relationship with the NRA and we are all evil and heartless for calling them out? Um, because they're impervious to criticism. They're traumatized children. We can't touch this. We can't touch it. That's, it's like that's that what we're Verizon supposed to believe, yeah. where they used all the adorable multiracial babies for evil. No, that like, was T-Mobile. Or T-Mobile. Get it, get it right. It yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, Verizon. Shame the correct carrier. Yeah, I mean, but but it's just using children to to get our emotions going so that they can cover a bigger philosophical issue that we can no longer criticize. It's, you know, really yeah. typical. Um, let's just do a few more, and then we'll have to circle back for everybody else. Yeah, we'll do the next three segments and then close out. Uh, um, AZ Archer, Matt Call of Duty sucks. Battlefield for life. You guys are facts. Blonde. The I've gone back and awesome. forth. I I don't like Battlefield One pissed me off, and I'm playing World War Two. But bet, I've I dabble in both. I'm not strictly one team. That's <laughs> one for right now. Uh, I'll circle back for everybody. Brian Comanichi. Let's all call the NRA the Union of Firearm Manufacturers and Consumers. Then it's acceptable money in politics. I guess so. Yeah, just change the name, and maybe they'll Thank stop. You that, um, I'll be really quick if you're ready to, to move into those yeah, topics yeah. here. I'm going to be really quick with this because it's, it's just, it's, it's almost predictable at this point, but the, the Justin Trudeau cringe, man, like this guy outdoes himself on basically a weekly basis. So Justin Trudeau goes on a trip with his family to India, uh, during which they wore these elaborate traditional pieces of clothing uh, from Indian culture. Indians themselves are criticizing this as way over the top. Um, I would say the most cringe-worthy one, as you can see here, they're making some sort of food. Uh, there, there's um, um, someone of Indian descent here criticizing how over the top their outfits are. This one in front of the um, the Golden Temple with the Namaste gestures. Uh, how is this not cultural appropriation to the max? I know. Because he respects the culture. Right. He clearly respects it very much. Like, does he ever wear normal Western clothes? I feel like every picture I see is in some ridiculous, like, other culture garb. So he got ripped for this, and um, eventually it looks like he succumbed to the ripping because on Friday he met with the Indian prime minister and wore a normal blue suit. Uh, Controversy beyond just the attire plagued the trip, however, since a militant Sikh separatist who was convicted of attempted political assassination of the Indian minister in Vancouver in 1986 had been invited to a dinner with Trudeau 
at the High Canadian Commissioner's off, uh, residence in New Delhi. The mm-hmm. invitation was later withdrawn. So basically, again, I'm not a great geopolitical mind, but my understanding is they're, the Sikhs in this particular region of India are seeking... Seeking? <laughs> I didn't even try to do that. They're seeking... To, <laughs> to uh, establish their own independent Sikh homeland called Khalistan. And there's been sort of violent skirmish or militant action in the interim. So unbeknownst to Trudeau, he invites this guy who was actually convicted of attempted political assassination against an Indian official in the eighties. So that's the kind of the thing here is like, you're, you're doing this pandering all the while you're actually inviting like really anti Indian people to come eat dinner with you because you, you, apparently you Can don't you have it. Well, they, they withdrew the invitation. I don't know if he's Trudeau. Of course he apologized. I haven't seen it, but I'll assume it that was he just has. a joke. We were just joking. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to murder you guys. (laughs) So uh, there's not much to say about this. It's just like, I just won't accept any more Canadians ripping us for our president. How about that? Fair enough. They're both goofy, but come on. Like, don't act like you have some high level dignitary. Don't act like you have some, some guy who's, he's a pandering soy boy married to a butch feminist with a bubble, butt. he has the bubble, butt. she's not butch. Look at her. Did she put, actually, look, I wish I could, maybe I can. Can I zoom this in a little bit? I think I, oh, the image doesn't actually go up. She has a dot in between her eyes in this photo. It really overdid it. Indian people thought it was hilarious. She she did the Indian dot. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. So you can't be white and have dreadlocks in America, but you can wear Indian garb that Indians don't actually wear in (laughs) India. I mean, and and I heard that he didn't really have a plan for his trip. He just kind of saw the sites and was photographed in a bunch of places. So they're discussing some trade deal in India. I'm not sure if this is actually a formal state visit or if it's like family vacation in combination with trade negotiations, something like that. I mean, there was there was a, a policy angle to it. It wasn't strictly like vacation sightseeing, but yeah, whatever. Do they have daughters? Looks like. Uh, it looks like a son there. Let's see. No Bindi like, on the sun, though. Um, well, there's one. Young, the youngest one looks like a son, I'm guessing, but hard to tell. Looks like one daughter and the oldest being a son. Presumably the oldest. At least the tallest. Let's get to the story that I really want to get to because I want to call this Muslim advocacy organization. I've been waiting to do this, even though they're probably not going to answer. These hijab billboards start showing up in Chicago to tell you that Hey, hey, bigots of Chicago, you need to tolerate hijabs um, because they're they're not what you think they are. This is this is um, this is news from Chicago here. These billboards on the expressway, they ask for tolerance and respect when people see Muslim women wearing a headdress called the hijab. Ron Malik says when her daughter Aman wanted to wear an hijab to high school, she had a question. I was like, um, are you sure? Are you sure? Why did you ask her, are you sure? Because I was afraid. Mm. I was afraid for her. Because mom knew from her Wait, own experience her what might follow. Apparently, yeah. I mean, yeah, looks good for... Tight. Yeah, looks looks pretty good. Would look better without the hijab, though. Hmm. Take the driver who tried to force her off the road. Right off on 59 in Streamwood. And he drove me into oncoming traffic with my kids in the car. No, no, And didn't. spewing out words like, go back to your country. You are fake news. And other members of the Muslim group Gain Peace wanted these billboards along 294 and I-55, showing the hijab as a symbol of empowerment and devotion to their religion. 
I choose to wear the hijab, so I follow the command of God. They hope to dispel what they call negative stereotypes about Muslim women. Wearing the hijab is 100% my choice. As contrary to the popular belief, hijab in no way oppresses us. 17-year-old now wears her? a hijab and has felt the sting of bigotry. Some kid will come up to me and call me, why don't you go back to your country, you terrorist? Two billboards may not change the hearts of bigots, but it's a start, they believe. Just because I wear the hijab or I dress a certain way, it shouldn't be threatening. And they encourage anyone to ask questions about the hijab and Islam, which is why they've included a phone number on the billboards. Rob and Erica oh. will be up another month. They've included a phone number on the billboards and they encourage me to call it. A little bit of context before I give them a dial here. This is from a group called Gain Peace. It's a project of the ICNA, the Islamic Circle of North America. Uh, hey, we'll, we'll give them a Google. What, what, what can we learn about the Islamic Circle of North America? Fun facts. In 2002, at this group's convention, get a load of this trio that spoke at the convention. According to Wikipedia, right? Not some far right-wing fringe website. Wikipedia. Wikipedia controversy section for the Islamic Circle of North America. 2002 meeting of this group. Anwar al-Awlaki, who was the imam for three of the 9-11 hijackers, famously drone-missiled drone by Obama in Yemen, the first U.S. citizen to be droned. Also at the convention, Nidal Hassan, who you may remember from Fort Hood shooting fame, and uh, Umar Farouk Abdul Matalib, suspect uh, of the failed Christmas Day underwear bombing in 2009, that flight from Europe to Detroit. Uh, in 2000, hey, those are trusted, honored members of the Muslim community. You need to respect them. Of course. In 2009 and 2010, the ADL condemned, our beloved ADL, condemned the ICNA for inviting extremist and anti-Semitic speakers to um, its conferences. As you noted, I, I would say with 100% certainty, the attacks that they referenced in the piece um, did not happen. I'm <laughs> confident in that. Uh, to the point on the hijab, it's not oppression. Yeah, because you're in the United States. Yeah. That's why it's a choice, yeah. which I hope to ask this, uh, this representative about. And do we actually believe that there are any anti-Islamic bigots in Chicago being persuaded by such a billboard? To me, that only reinforces dislike for Islamic culture. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. me what to do. I, I do what I want, billboard. In fact, I'm going to criticize Islam more now. So, Blonde won't be able to hear me. I'm going to open up Skype and just dial this place up and see what we get. Um, unfortunately, I live in a two-party consent state, so I have to disclose to the representative that this is being recorded and see if they participate anyway. But we're going to call the old uh, Islamic Circle of North America. Thank you for calling Islamic Information Line. Please hold for the next available agent. Oh, I got put on hold. Uh oh, I was we didn't like predict that. I could give it like, how many people are calling this? Anyway, you think? Uh, a thousand people that are watching our show. Are, are probably I just assumed I was going to get options to press. Well, I don't know. Do you want me to do super chat while you're? Yeah, yeah. I'll turn it down low. You do super chat. Okay. Okay. I might have to interrupt you at any point. Eric Gray says, Cameron Kasky and Emma Gonzalez are such shit, they are treated like heroes for being on campus during the shooting. Three JROTC shoot students died 
uh, heroes saving others and the media ignores them. I know. It's just awful. Yeah. <sighs> but listen to this bald feminist chick because reasons. Because her last name is Gonzalez and she's angry. Listen, listen. Bill McPherson says many people become police officers for no power. This is actually. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. Oh, son of a. How am I supposed to learn about the hijab? What happened? I'm sorry, no one is available to take your call. Goodbye. Oh, Fuck no. off, you guys. Well, we're so excited too. If you want to learn about Islam, again, I'm not. <laughs> they are the ones who are requesting phone calls, not me. It is 1-800-662-ISLAM. If you'd like to learn about the hijab and get a free Quran too. They're offering a free Quran. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, if you live in a state, check your state's laws. If you're able to record a conversation, I would absolutely play them on the show if they're funny. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to screen them beforehand. But <laughs> if, if you want to call this hotline, 1-800-662-ISLAM, and if you're able to record it legally, check your state's laws. If it's one-party consent, you can record it free and clear. Uh, I would like to learn about the hijab. Uh, somebody just said 1-800-662-EXPLODE. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny. Uh, uh, okay, let me finish reading this one. I had such high hopes for that. I was I happy with it. Of course they weren't going to answer it, so I had to build up expectations I and know, not deliver. Right? But... Um, let me finish this rest, the rest of this one from Bill McPherson, then we'll circle back. Um, most of the officers are never trained well, and in most departments, there may be, they, may be, they may have 20 to 40 hours training per year. That doesn't seem like very much. Something to consider. Uh, thank you, Bill. We'll come back to everybody else. Last well, I'm sorry, Skag. You sound I real know. disappointed. I could try calling him during the day or something, but oh well. Uh, I'm, we might get some funny submissions. It's not totally lost. I have faith. I have faith in the audience. Uh, this story, the next story, comes out of uh, your neck of the woods. Um, well, it must be insane and about some crazy leftist woman. Yes. How did you guess? <laughs> This in the Seattle Times. Suddenly there is a Confederate flag flying in Seattle's Greenwood area. Well, not quite. Do you know where that is? Where is that in relation to you, Greenwood? Um, it's a little bit northwest. Hmm. So there's somebody named Rebecca Morris with whom I am not familiar, but this is apparently a North, uh, uh, New York Times best-selling true crime author. She lives in Seattle, uh, as we said, in this Greenwood area. She sent a news tip to the Seattle Times in which she said, hi, suddenly there is a Confederate flag flying in front of a house in my Greenwood neighborhood. This is at the northeast corner of 92nd and Palatine, just a block west of 92nd and Greenwood Avenue North. I would love to know what this means in quotations, dot, 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 ellipses. But of course, don't want to knock on their door. Maybe others in the area are flying the flag. Maybe it's a story. Thank you. So reporters. So stupid. They're not even that similar. Reporters went to this address to find a flagpole with a U.S. flag on top, as you see pictured here. And, um, and indeed, it is a flag that is red with blue, a blue and white cross. Uh, that would be the flag of, Nor uh, of Norway. Yeah, God, I, I almost wanted to say Finland again. Norway, our friends Norway, who are crushing... The Olympics, the Winter Olympics were dominated by, by the Norwegians. Oh, really? And so they spoke to the owner of the property and he says, well, yeah, that's a Norwegian flag. It's been up there since the start of the, the Olympics. I'm a proud Norwegian American. My parents immigrated here in the 1950s. My dad skippered tugboats. When told that she was mistaken, Rebecca Morris said, oh my goodness, I even looked up the Confederate flag online to be sure Prior to delivering this news tip, she says, quote, maybe that's the story. 
we're so stressed uh, by all the things political that when we uh, that we see things that aren't there. Oh, imagine that! Really. I mean, she is correct in her diagnosis, which is like when you are when you have derangement, when you have yeah. delusions about white supremacism being everywhere, um, then yeah, you're bound to see it in places where it doesn't exist. I am a. I'm a little bit worried, as you said, she's a true crime author, so presumably she's good with her details. Those flags are similar in color. The, the cross on the Norwegian flag is, is perpendicular. The cross on the... It's on not the, that close. Come on, who would, who would confuse those? That's if, what I'm saying. It's like it's, Sarah Silverman when she saw those markings on the sidewalk that were for construction, and then she claimed they were swastikas, and they looked yeah. nothing. It was like an S with a, a line drawn down Yeah, it was center. like electrical lines, like yeah. don't dig here or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like that. It's, you're just seeing what you want to see. Everything is racist. Everything is sexist. And it's your job to point it all out. <laughs> At least she didn't call the cops. I will say that. I mean, it's better to just inquire with the paper, I guess. Oh, Seattle but... police probably would have been all over. I'm calling them like, oh, there's a junkie passed out <laughs> dying in my driveway. And they're like, nothing we can do about that. But they hear about a Confederate flag. They're going out there. <laughs> I don't. I mean, this is it's so kind of indicative or this it's representative of our sort of anti i think you speak about this in seattle in your experience a lot like anti-neighborly culture yeah. you don't talk to your neighbors you don't know your neighbors oh no i know my neighbor across the hall and i hate his guts he's a community <laughs> theater teacher all right you can imagine how that goes but i just if that well one if that popped up in my neighborhood i'd be like huh that's like a southern pride person whatever and i'd go about my day i wouldn't try I to wouldn't send police. a reporter to a his shit. house or whatever and i assume yeah. that there probably are a lot of confederate flags flying in the south it's on your private property i don't you could care probably fly an isis flag in seattle and people would be like wow so much diversity in the greenwood neighborhood it's so i love being here <laughs> go get our coffee it's not a news story. Like it's, to me, it's strange that she reported that as a tip. What's the news story that a Confederate flag was flown. Is that the news story? That's a news that story a, in Seattle. That, that a racist lives in Seattle. Oh, that's, that's... front page. Yeah. Oh, front no. page. They're Somebody... coming for me. <laughs> well, Hey, yeah. If you want the real headline, just tune into this show. <laughs> and there's your front page of the Seattle oh, times geez. tomorrow morning. Oh, geez. It's a matter of time. I know it. Well, it's a good thing it's a matter of time until you're out of there. And then you can go to Panhandle, Idaho, where everyone's very racist and very white. And yep. yeah, that's Safe gonna community, be though. Safe community. Yeah. Um, but, we probably should do the million super. That's all I got. So we can just we can uh, and actually we got twenty minutes to spare before the top of the hour. So I thought we were behind, but we're considering I didn't get to talk to the to the Muslim representative, we're actually ahead of schedule. So we can just close it out there with those. Okay. Um, Corey Bates says he needs to step down as sheriff. The lack of training courage is a direct reflection of his leadership or lack thereof. Agreed, Corey. Yeah, and he said today that he's not going to do that. There's a bunch of pressure on him to resign. He says he's not going to do it. What a mother. As of tonight. Boogeyman 917, they want the police to be the only ones with guns, but what if they just stand on the sidelines or have been given a stand-down order? The same people that say cops are bad, okay? Which is it? I know we're supposed to trust. You saw Berkeley police. You saw the police in Charlottesville. We're supposed to trust these people and yeah. the federal government because they'll take care of you after a million failures to protect us. No, not a chance. This is why we have the second amendment. Yeah. Dangerous spaces said it didn't stop alcohol when it was illegal. Illegal drugs are still available. You name the thing that has been banned and I guarantee you it's still accessible, but banning guns that will work. I know. Um, Seagram's Jen. I don't care if they release the footage. I want them to release the radio communication while he's got, uh, He's doing nothing. 
Oh, yeah. he's doing nothing. Referring to um, the, the deputy at the school. So there's apparently uh, video evidence and there's the radio right, right. recordings as well. Did those four deputies get a stand-down order from whom? I don't believe. I mean, who would give them a stand-down order? That seems insane to me. Uh, I think the speculation that I've seen, again, this is pure speculation, not substantiated by anything, is that their instructions were to basically create a perimeter rather than to, than to charge in. It doesn't make any sense to me, but that could have been the case. It does seem hard for me to believe if the reporting is true. I can believe that one cop with a handgun kind of got in the moment. Again, we're talking about minutes like this in such a terrifying scenario. I can see that fight or flight um, reaction taking over your, your, your mind and you choose to, you choose to what is functionally flight, right? You're just, you're, you're avoiding the situation. I have a much harder time believing that for four separate deputies, not one of them got that fight instinct and was like, all right, screw this. I'm going in to help those kids. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's, it seems odd to me that four, if that's true, if there was no order of any kind, that four people that. were like, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of nervous about this. You see, you'd think at least one of them would be like, we have to do this. Yeah. We have to help these people. But if that were the case and they were really experiencing that, don't you think that they would go against orders? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what the investigation finds. That's for sure. Apparently we're supposed to get a report this week. I saw. So we should know a lot more. If it's like the Las Vegas shooting, maybe we'll never find out anything. Yeah. Uh, Black magic says all school shooters come from a broken home and I have a history of their brain chemistry being altered in childhood development. Exactly. Hmm. Can we stop subsidizing this or can we get Owen Benjamin on the show? Uh, yeah, I, I love Owen Benjamin. I would love to have him on the show. Um, we should stop subsidizing this. And a lot of the school shooters were raised by single moms. Um, I will, um, I'll, as a, as a, just, I know people have been asking for Owen for weeks now and I keep saying, I'm going to do it. I'll do it this week. I will inquire. I'm put, I'll put that on my list. I will inquire with Owen this week and see if we can, because we'll have an open spot on Sunday. Maybe he'll come on this week or you know he's six foot eight oh man so he's does that make him hotter than mark dice or not as hot yeah it makes him three inches hotter than mark dice three inches <laughs> careful how you phrase that but i'm sure <laughs> owen i'm sure owen would like the praise i, I hope you deliver that to him when he's on the show if he i don't know out. i don't think mark dice is six foot five maybe he's five inches taller or something like that hmm. Wow, that I can't believe I saw. I'm getting a little a little red. Now, is there a so such a thing weird. as too tall for you? Like, is there? I mean, six eight is about is about historically okay. where I've been. Like, all right, you're you're just too tall. Hmm. But I like that six three to six eight range. Yeah, you want to climb your man basically. Yeah, like treat him man, like a tree. My man's real tall, real tall. Yeah. Um, Redicus is. How about Sergeant Jeff Henrik Heinrich, who went in unarmed on his day off and procured a weapon from SWAT to clear the school. I didn't even hear about yeah, that. I didn't even hear that story, but that's one that you'd want to know about. Jeez. That's a big story. If so. And Jeez. you know, it's and instead I'm getting lectured from children 24 seven. I know. I love that. Um, hold on one second. Uh, first name says, so the cops don't have to protect the kids. Teachers don't have to parents. And the average citizen should not be able to, who exactly do you think the job falls to the paper? The law is written on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, what do they think is going to happen here? I don't know. I don't um, know. Okay. The coward Liberia's June 27, 2005, the United States Supreme Court rules police do not have a constitutional duty to protect citizens from harm. Mm. Real news, not fake. God, that's, that's crazy to me. So, it's like, I, what's yeah. the so the, the tweet I received was true. I need to look into that. That's, in, that's interesting. That's an interesting standard, interesting precedent. Uh, six hugger said, or six thugger, Matt is correct about the police. They're not legally required to protect citizens. I also saw 1517 to Paris. 
the story um, that is about the unarmed man charging, the unarmed men charging a terrorist with an AK. Was it good? I love Clint Eastwood, and mm. I like that they played themselves. I think that's really cool. Hassan Chop said, every time I see that hog kid on TV, it looks like he's interviewing for a job at CNN. I know. He's another one with an impossibly thin neck. He's like that giraffe professor, uh, Isaacson. Hey, man, I was a wiry teen. Lay off. How was your <laughs> was your neck half as thin as it should be and twice as long like both of these soy boys? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I was quite that wiry. Uh, first name says hog has one of the most punchable faces I've seen in a long time. <laughs> That gets a jeez. Jeepers. Golly. Also, Starfleet changes tune in Deep Space Nine big time. Uh, Yeah, nobody wants to watch Deep Space Nine. It's stationary. What's the point of space exploration (laughs) on a stationary? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Not like like the next generation. It's entirely plausible. Proceed. Jay Edgar says, space Muslims, my ass. Klingons are space Vikings. Ah. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I can see that. Maybe we'll see. Um, what are the Ferengis though? Patrick says the five, the main five of the victims are seniors. The shooting was in the freshman building. Yeah, yeah. I, Interesting. I, I hate to di- to dive that far into it because it's like I don't want to be like community. you're not enough of a victim, but right. Maybe you're not. But. Th- but they are using their experience as a shield. And to that extent, their experience, I think, merits some scrutiny. My whole, my hesitation to that is I don't have to, to me, your experience is irrelevant to the question of whether you're right about the issue or not. So I don't have to try to attack your experience or prop it up right. because it, it doesn't right. matter. It's it irrelevant, doesn't, yeah. Um, Liberative says, remember, almost doesn't count unless it's horseshoes, hand grenades, and thermonuclear detonation. Also, <laughs> Arby's five for five had more to do with him not taking action than the assault weapons ban. Nice. Uh, Josh I was going to say that, that he was a huge Katie Turr fan. That was a half fake. That was half Katie fake news, half, half lie. He, he was huge. He just was not a Katie Turr fan. <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, the next thing, the next story we're going to hear is about how he broke into her apartment and brutally murdered her. Oh, boy. Uh, Josh McDonald, Matt's voice reminds me of a young Alan Alda. I don't know. I'll Google that. I actually don't know that person. Know. Blonde, because your smile reminds me of my daughter. Here's oh, yeah. a few dollars for a hairbrush. I do kind of need one, don't I? Uh, stay saucy. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Alan Alda, I recognize the face. He was he's the guy from MASH. That's the guy. We got like the he was Captain Hawkeye Pierce in MASH. MASH is one of those things that's always on was on TV guy back back when that was a thing, but I don't think I've ever watched it. And he was on the West Wing too. Um, and he's too man, he's two inches hotter than me. Oh really? He's six So two. he's five foot two, is what you're talking oh, about. Oh shut up. He's six two. <laughs> Rodzilla six two and a half five three three two pro police youtuber donut operator highlighted coral springs police officer jeff henrick who was off duty and rushed into the building ah, past okay the cool sheriff's yeah have to check that out um thank you for that joel dykeman quick reminder saying almost equals nothing happened yeah i know hmm. ryan treacy no note thank you uh, John Harmon, Lawrence is a liar. A smaller round moving at a higher velocity velocity will cause less damage than a pistol round nearly twice the diameter since it pierces much more quickly through the body. Ah. Hmm. Um, Reddick has said, and the Supreme Court hasn't fucked up Dred Scott versus Sanford. And also Democrats, please push repealing the second. We want your seats. Yeah, yeah good luck. Them. Good luck with that one. Good luck running on the semi-automatic ban. Yeah. I want to see those guys in Florida run on that. Yeah. Um, 
Sean Tillman gave us $10 and he said $10 in the note. Uh, David, thank you for that. David Howard said diversity is our strengths is our strength. AR 15s are different though. <laughs> uh, nimble navigator. Sure. I just got a paper cut Ban 20 pound bond reams pay of paper. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Ryan Tracy again, no, the police or rather the lawyers on behalf of the police routinely argue that they have no obligation to help you. The just car made a great video on this. Mm. Um, okay. I, I'm going to check that out later. I, I wasn't super familiar with any of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hobo Frodo said, hollow point rounds will put a fist-sized hole in your chest. Pistols can shoot hollow point rounds. In my opinion, teachers should be armed with hollow points anyway. Yeah. My, my understanding is it's uh, it's it's better. Uh, p- gun people might correct me on this. I, it, it's, it's not going to penetrate like a wall or something like that, too. It's a more responsible defense round as far as I understand. But maybe, maybe I'm fake news on that. But yeah. Um, Ramsey's the great. Here's some shekels for you. Good goyim. Also, Matt oh, Blonde is right about everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I d- no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You get you. That's you are fake. That is very fake. I often watch my old videos and I'm like, yeah, I totally predicted all this shit. You sound like this. I agree videos. with that. Stop yeah. going sounder crazy. <laughs> uh, John says the most common AR-15 fires a uh, 223 caliber round that is almost identical in size to a 22 pistol. The, the round is larger to push that bullet faster. Uh, so Lawrence is completely ignorant. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Iron Man 88. Another news. Ronda Rousey just put Triple H through a table on the elimination chamber. I don't know what any of that oh, means. Oh, boy. Uh, some sort of fighting thing, MMA thing. Everybody loves to watch women fighting. It's so Ronda Rousey's got a big, big audience, but not, not I, not me. Yeah. yeah. Um, John Cotchin, there is no way to stop mass shootings. We can save lives by adopting the ideas that no one is coming to save you, and that everything is your responsibility. Teaching everyone how not to be a victim is key. Agreed. That's totally true. I need to reload this. That usually takes a second. I'm sorry. Um. Let's see. Clockwork Owl. Blonde. The mom isn't keeping it tight. She's Islamic, so she knows she got knocked up at age 11. (laughs) That is not even the right sounder to use in that situation. (laughs) Keep going. Dangerous Spaces. CNN criticized Trump for allowing mentally uh, mentally ill people to have guns. When he called the shooter crazy, CNN responded with that article, which says mental illness is not a strong indicator for violence. Mm. um legends of swords i fucking hate this fuck oh this fag of a prime minister such a disappointment and embarrassment i'm embarrassed (laughs) for you guys i know uh scott graham i'm so embarrassed as a canadian he dressed up more like indians than native indians more more indian than the native yeah he out indianed the indians and they're indians i know they're like what i wouldn't be surprised if trudeau apologizes for this cringe 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 no one in my province voted for him i disavow it's okay scott (laughs) we still love you sure uh e malachi call me email Whoops. Recky sure. Law uh, pointed out in his video regarding Florida shooting that Castle Rock versus Gonzalez established that police have no duty to protect. Scalia did us a lot of good, but not in this case. Hmm. Um, Liberative close out with Trudeau dance cringe. Matt, do we even have that? I don't think I do. No. Uh, did he dance on this trip? I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't know. I, God, I mean, I'm sure he's danced before. I've seen dance <sighs> cringe of Trudeau before. <laughs> no. David Richardson, blonde, I am 6'8", bearded, and I live in the conservative stronghold of Wyoming. If things don't work out with the Marine, hit me up. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I hope he's not watching right now. Uh, Mr. Eniwetok, Eniwetok, Warren versus District of Columbia is the case, Matt. Um, Sure, I'll look into it. One more time. Just one more time. Uh, Vivin Viswanathan, 
We church mentors did an exercise with these high school with these high schoolers. Can I read? Where we had them give advice to us, 25 years old and up. Usually they don't talk, but during this exercise, they were foaming at the mouth, preaching. These kids loved to lecture. Oh, an entitled younger generation. I don't. I hardly believe it. Yeah. Sean Tillman again. This whole gun grabbing BS is part of the emasculating of our society. Also, no good parent would allow their kids to be pimped out by the media to promote a political agenda by explaining strategy. I am with you, but these parents are equally indoctrinated, and so they think that their kids are doing something yeah. great for society. Real quick, because I don't want to go on too long here, but but Cameron Caskey's dad, the, the kid who was going up back and forth with Rubio that I made the video on, his dad was tweeting out prior to the event, hey, what's a good amount of bail money to set aside for someone who's going to a Marco Rubio event asking for a friend, implying he jokingly or otherwise, planned to assault a senator based on disagreement on the issues. Yeah, this is, a, this is the kid's dad. So these are the kind of parents we're dealing with. Um, Albert Magnus 44 says, Star Trek, Ferengi are Vikings in space. Ferengi equals Varangians, Greek term for Vikings hmm. in Russia. Originally, Klingons were the Soviet Union. Kirk is greater than Picard by far. Albert, Albertus, I got, I got to call bullshit on that. There's no way that the Ferengi are space Vikings. That's insane. All they care about is money, and they just travel to different places, taking money and hoarding money, and they're all short and little. No, not okay, Vikings. Okay, faggot, what's next? You're fired. Uh, last one for right now. Or Actually, I think this is the last one. Yeah, we're, we'll close it out. Uh, James Britcher, hollow points expand and dissipate their energy more quickly over a FMJ? Full metal jacket. Oh, wow. Uh, thus stopping over penetration, minimizing the potential of a pass through and collateral behind the intended target. Thank you all so much for your super chats. I really appreciate it. Well, there you go. Uh, I, I have to pee badly. So I'm going to hit the play button there and, uh, and thank all of our super chatters and our live chatters for hanging out, keeping us on track with the facts. Uh, and uh, you know, helping us out when we go astray. I really appreciate it, you guys. And uh, if you're listening to this later on an audio platform uh, or on YouTube, thank you as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more of the show, uh, including the call-in show that we do on Wednesday nights and other stuff, other interviews we've done. You can listen back to them on the uh, podcast audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description. You can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me at the press. It's Beauty and the Beta. I'm hoping, maybe with some calls to 1-800-662-ISLAM to play, because I got stuff to learn about the hijab. I have some misconceptions that I need correcting quickly. We'll catch you next week. Bye, guys.